What's up, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming Bitcast, the best podcast at noon on Saturdays. So today, you've got myself, Ainsley Bowden, known as Porsche Power, coming at you. Uh, slightly medicated, might might be a little weird today. We'll see how that goes. We've got Mr. Crunch Time putting in the extra hours for the podcast this weekend. I appreciate it, sir. Yeah, no problem, man. I mean, I it know is required. Get, You're not getting yeah, paid. This is not Polish law. But, you know, I'll take it. I am also, I'm heavily medicated, so this should be awesome. <laughs> but it's like a normal Saturday, though, so it's <laughs> What's your, You don't have a special shirt on today? Nothing special? No, this is just, this is shout out to my daughter. Going to oh, the that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Very good. Very good. All right. And joining us for the first time, very, very excited to uh, welcome Benji Sales to the show. It is a pleasure. How you doing, man? Hey, man. Thank you for having me on. I'm pumped to be here. I'm doing great. I'm not as medicated as, as <laughs> you are, <laughs> but I am uh, I am rocking with some coffee. So there, that, uh, that, that's my medication. <laughs> we're we're going to get like half an hour into the show and you're going to be half in the host at that point. We'll say yeah. that. <laughs> He's going to be drooling all over himself. I'm going to pass out of the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Benji show. <laughs> yeah. So for uh, what's going on, chat, good to see everyone. Um, yeah, so if you didn't see my note this morning, I literally had oral surgery just like an hour and a half ago. So I am uh, really medicated and uh, I feel fine, but my mouth is a mess. So we'll uh, we'll deal with it as it comes, but it could be fun. Um, yeah. Also, just announced for everyone that we are going to be giving away two months of Xbox Game Pass, two single months, so two winners um, during the show. So just as long as you say anything in chat, even if you're a new watcher, listener, what have you, it's all good. Just put it in there. We'll pick the winners during the show and then we'll get your codes to you after the show so all right so benji man um yeah absolute pleasure to have you on i know that um we followed each other for a while now and uh it's it's really um the thing i love about the way you approach gaming is you do it like we do here when and our uh fan base is really around being positive and just looking at the goods and the negatives of every platform um and so it's been a pleasure seeing you grow on on twitter and so um since it's your first time here, just want to talk through kind of what got you into gaming to begin with. Um, where'd you start? Uh, was someone an influence on it? You know, what, where, uh, where it kicked off for you? Yeah. Well, thank you for the kind words. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it all kicked off for me whenever I was just a little kid, I think like many people and my very first real, you know, introduction to games was with the Super Nintendo. My uh, okay. my my uncle bought me and my sister one when we were just little kids. Um, I can you know still I to this day can vividly remember opening it up as a present, and then we were freaking out. Uh, <laughs> so that's where it started with me with Super Nintendo games like Super Mario World. Um, that was really Legend. like, yeah, that was really the first game that like as a kid, I, I completely played through myself and beat like that was my first true game. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's where it all kicked off for me. And, and it's been a lifelong passion, you know, since. That's awesome. So. Wow. So you're definitely younger than we are then. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 30. <laughs> Surprise! Literally anymore. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we, we tend to be the older people on the show for sure. Uh we are season gaming, so it works in the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as you uh, have kind of gone through the platforms, you know, growing up with the Super Nintendo and beyond now. So what what turned in if you had to pick like a favorite series or favorite game? What what would it be for you? You know, I, I, I'm one of those people that likes like just about every genre. So so okay. 
chewing it down is really hard. I, I think <laughs> there's two franchises though that really stand out for me. Like if if we talk about like across my whole life, yeah. Um, and, and those would be Halo and Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> There's a ton. Like I said, it's so hard for me to narrow down because I'm one of those people that just like loves games. Um, But those are two that really stand out. You know, Halo for me um, has just so many amazing memories, whether that's playing the single player or or playing, you know, system link LAN parties with my buddies on Halo 2 or even online. Yeah, just so many years of amazing Halo memories. And then Final Fantasy um, has been one of those franchises I've played every single entry. I, uh, Final Fantasy 7 was really what kicked it off for me. Like, I think for a lot of people, that was their introduction to Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, I, I can never forget my, my cousin bringing over Final Fantasy 7, and I'd never played a, a game like that in my life, and my mind <laughs> blown <laughs> at a game like this. Because I was coming from, you know, like Super Nintendo and stuff. I, I didn't even have a PlayStation 1 at the time yet. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so so those are two franchises that that really mean a lot to me. That's awesome. Um, I was laughing because, you know, you joked about uh, Banjo-Kazooie last night on Twitter with Dan, <laughs> and I'm always preaching about Banjo-Kazooie. Funny enough, I didn't put any of my Banjo stuff behind me. Um, but I, I, Dan and I talk every day offline, of course, and I said to him, I said, if Benji likes Halo, he's just going to be golden. Like, we may have to get him permanently on the show because that's my <laughs> favorite series. So. But, nice, uh, nice, oh, very man. nice. Yeah, but Dan, Dan is not the biggest Halo guy. So every time we have a guest, one of the questions is like, are you a Halo person or not? Yeah. Well, he likes Final Fantasy, so I'm on board. We're there we go. There we go. <laughs> a little bit of fun for everybody. Yeah. Uh, what is your take on Anthem? <laughs> you, you know what's funny? I uh, I have never played Anthem besides the beta. I played the beta so and I basically played Anthem. You, you've played yeah. the whole game. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I played the beta back when they were doing that, and I was like, mm-hmm. even during the beta, I thought there was a lot of issues, and I was like, I'm gonna wait on the regular game. And then I saw, you know, all of the the stuff online about it, and I was like, all right. Once this game gets maybe fixed later on, that's whenever I'll try it. Yeah, you were a lot smarter than Dan and I, is what you're saying. (laughs) Way smarter than me. Dan in particular, who we always like the joke, still has currency in that game he hasn't spent. Oh, no. Currency. Oh, Oh, my God. Um, So, like we said, yeah, you've become um, uh, really, I would say, really well-known on on Twitter and social media. Love your posts. what got you into kind of that, right? Like what what pushed you towards the uh, analyst type of perspective on uh, the gaming platforms and getting involved in that area? Yeah, so um, I've been active on like, you know, forums and stuff for a yeah. really, really long time. The first video game forum I joined was was way back when it was GameTrailers.com. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, that was the yeah. very first video game. So shout out to Easy Allies, you know, former game trailer <laughs> people. Um, <laughs> Uh, that was really like my my introduction to talking about games with people online was was game trailers and I'll never forget I was in a thread there and people were talking about the sales I don't even remember who it was now you know this was so long ago but someone was commenting on the sales of Fable the the game Fable okay. and uh, I remember being like super interested in it because you know, growing up, I knew what me and my friends liked, but seeing like the sales numbers, all of a sudden to me, that was kind of like enlightening because I was like, wow, this is what 
other people besides my circle think about this game if it's selling a lot clearly a lot of people must like it too or if it's not so that led me to the vg charts forums yeah okay <laughs> I was, yeah i was a super mem active member of vg charts for a long time and then eventually neogaf and then reset era and you know all, i just all over the place talking and and researching sales so it became one of those things where I was kind of known in terms of like just like the hardcore forum community for talking yeah. about sales. And, and I started thinking to myself, you know, there's a lot of people outside of this bubble that don't really know much about the gaming industry and how it works. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a Twitter, I'm going to make a YouTube and I'm going to branch out and see if maybe I can help drive some of the, the conversation online because I noticed a lot of my favorite podcasts and stuff that, that I really liked, they just didn't really know the sales side. So yeah. I feel like there wasn't a lot of people that were communicating that side of stuff. So I thought, hey, maybe I can help the conversation there. And it's kind of blown up since then. I did not expect, you know, the kind <laughs> of the kind of feedback I've gotten since. And it's been amazing. Like it really has been truly life changing. I, I didn't at first I didn't put the whole independent analyst thing, you know, on my on my feed. I just said I talked about game sales and things like that. But eventually it kind of hit the point where actual companies and developers and things like that were reaching out to me and they were asking my opinion on this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I, I mean, I'm going to own it. I'm going to say an analyst if the actual gaming industry is asking for my feedback. So, yeah, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing uh, couple wow. of years. That is incredible. Um, nice. But it's I, I'd say it's well deserved. Like I said, I'm not trying to Thank you, saturate Thank you, you with comments, but no, it's it's very <laughs> balanced, and um, you know you take a really good approach to it. So I think that's awesome, man. Congrats. Thank you. Um, let me get the Hassan with his weekly uh, anthem comment. Dan, you tried to get ahead of it. I did. <laughs> I wasn't Hassan trying to, you know, slow him, slow Hassan down. Don't get me wrong. It's always appreciated, but you know, I, I wanted to get it out there because you know, it's what people really, really want to know from Benji. You know? I mean, that's, we talked about this and having him on and everything. I was like, as long as we get some anthem, you know, takes, we're good. Yeah, so, yeah. We tried to head it off. We can never get ahead of it though. There's too much yep. anthem to go around. <laughs> Thank you, Son. Appreciate it, man. Um, all right, so that's awesome. Let's get into uh, let's get into the week then. So we had a week that was. Um, you know, not as kind of action packed as the past couple weeks. In fact, given the launch of the new consoles and everything, I think many of us expected PlayStation to do something this week. Um, came and went, of course. And now we know, of course, Japanese YouTubers have videos primed for tomorrow, I believe, mm -hmm. that are going live. So we'll, we'll start to see some, you know, real time stuff there, which is cool. Um, <clears throat> not really what I expected from a first debut of the PlayStation 5, but, you know, something's better than nothing. Um, but let's get into the topics of this week. And one of the biggest that came out, and uh, Dan, I know you're pumped about this one, is really uh, Jason Schreier bringing up um, attacking Crunch again. And mm. so mm. he uh, focused on CD Projekt Red here, uh, which has instituted a six-week mandatory crunch. Now, as I understand, and, and Benji, you may know more on this because I, I looked up, reminded myself of some of these details just as I got home. Um, but for what I understand, it's six weeks mandatory, but that's obviously spread across the whole studio, right? So for each individual employee, it's one week mandatory, uh, extra time where it's six days a week work and I think some extra hours. Um, they are paid for that time. It's paid over time. And I believe that's Polish law. So they, you know, they have to do that mm -hmm. anyway. Um, and then the head of the studio also came out and said uh, it was a very difficult decision, you know, but it's just what we have to do for the game. 
And he said, uh, just a reminder, they are paid for the time. And they also uh, will get 10% profit sharing spread across the whole team after the game launches. Um, now, I had to remind people because I saw people trying to do math on Twitter about these bonuses. And I'm like, you guys are so far off on how this works. <laughs> um, but 10% profit sharing is total profits, total staff. It's not equal among all staff members. So that will be spread depending on role and position and hours mm -hmm. and everything else. Yeah. So um, I, I think <laughs> I said, you know, my, my post response to this, because it's an ongoing joke, Benji, that, you know, Dan, we've joked about with uh, Schreier before. And, and there's a little bit of a distaste there for the way he approaches things sometimes. Um, I said on my Twitter feed that, um, you know, crunch is a very serious issue uh, across not just gaming, right? Far, it's actually far more serious than other industries. Um, but it's something that is a huge conversation. There's nuance to every single situation where crunch is talked about in every company and every every aspect of it. And you just can't have that conversation on Twitter. There's a ton that goes into details. And the one thing I don't like about this, the way uh, Jason has approached some of these things is just from the publicity standpoint. That's hard to say with a half a mouth. Um, and so my, my comment was simply like, this is important topic, but maybe the approach here could be better. So um, Benji, I don't know if this is something you've kind of looked into, experience in your past, anything like that. What are, what are your thoughts on um, this in general and how uh, Jason's approached this? Yeah, so I'm someone that isn't as like, uh, I should say, like not as much of a um, intense person in regards to crunch in the gaming industry, right? Like I'm not someone that that's constantly out here talking about how bad it is or anything like that. Whenever the whole naughty dog thing was blowing up, I wasn't exactly, you know, going crazy over that one either. What I'll say, and it's kind of like what you were saying. I think that there is a legitimate argument that there is a crunch issue overall in the gaming space, right? We, we know some studios in particular, Rockstar is notorious. Yes. For it. Um, Sony Santa Monica is notorious for it, whether that story's come out or not yet. They crunch a lot over there. Um, Naughty Dog crunches a lot. Um, you know, a lot of people could list a lot of studios that they hear have yep. pretty intense crunch. Um, I definitely think that, you know, it's important to keep people's health in mind, to keep people's mental health in mind. Um, so I do think that there is an overall problem yes. with crunch. You know, I definitely think that. That said, this particular case to me doesn't sound as crazy as um, some I've heard of before, right? There, There is the profit sharing, which I think is really nice. There's the, the paid overtime, like you said, which I think is really good as well. So... I'm not going to go crazy on this one. You know, I know some people are. I know some people are, are, are sounding the alarms and, and yelling. And CD Projekt Red is a company that I will also say is very well known for crunch, right? That, so yeah. they do have a history of this. And I think that's what's making this also a little more elevated in the discussion is this isn't the first time we've heard about CD Projekt Red doing this. So I think that's what's causing some of it. But me personally, I'm not I'm not going crazy over this one. Um you know, it's a bummer for the team. I'm sure they're making a gigantic, ambitious game. So yeah. I, I hate to say it, but this sort of stuff is somewhat inevitable whenever you're making a game that big. And and that's mm -hmm. not my opinion. Many, many people in the gaming industry themselves will tell you this. When you're making something that ambitious in anything, right, whether it's movies or games or anything like that, you're going to run into some intense workloads. So, you know, 
I think it is a complex situation. Like you said, it's hard to talk about on Twitter. You're, you're yeah. going to get people freaking out one way or the other on it. Um, but I, I don't think it's the end of the world personally. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Dan, what do you want to say on this? Yeah, well, I don't care about crunch. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, it, 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 you, I'm, I'll be that guy. I don't give a shit. But here's <laughs> the thing. You know, we've, I know you've been through it. I've been through it. You know, a lot of people have been through it. You know, if this was like some kind of forced labor where it was like, you're not going to get paid for it. You're not going to, you know, and even if it's just because of Polish law that dictates, you know, that's great. Go work in Poland. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, it sounds awesome. Um, here's the thing. I don't like Jason Schreier. I'm just going to come out and say it. Um, I think all of his articles are, you know, not I'll say all of them. It's hyperbole, but you know, he, he thrives on those, on those kind of, you know, opening up people's eyes to the inside of what happens in the industry. The thing is, that's not very unique to gaming, you know? So <clears throat> now I know his focus is obviously on gaming. I, I don't, I'm not canceling my pre-order. I'm not the one that's going to, you know, sit here and say, it's awesome that people have to work an extra day a week, you know, I guess against their will. But I also know that come November 10th, I'm going to be playing that game and I'm going to be thankful for every single one of those developers that worked their butt off and, you know, put in the time and put in the effort. You know, I don't know how the 10% works, but, you know, you buy a copy, maybe you buy a guy a cup of coffee, essentially. You know, just think of it that way. You know, they're, they're doing, and the game's already certification for both Xbox and PlayStation. So this sounds more like patch like day one patchwork maybe to me. So it, it, it's probably something that a lot of people do. And and he's, you know, I can't remember what his name was, but he sounded very, very sincere. In studio his, head, yeah. The studio head did, yeah, right? And he sounded very, very sincere in his, you know, in, in how he felt. And in people, you know, if you haven't been in that leadership position, it's, it's not great, you know, given circumstances, given what we're all going through with COVID, you know, we're, it, it's... It's something that just needed to be done. You know, it, it's it's not ideal, I guess. But at the same time, you know, at least they're being compensated for it. You know, and, and I'm, I'm, I just get tired of the crunch articles. I really do. It just gets to the point where it's just, you know, there are so many worse things going on in the gaming industry. And in none of the, every other industry, you know, we saw the Ubisoft stuff come out this yeah. week you know that was that is yeah. so much much worse you know in creating that kind of toxic environment to me in my opinion anyway i don't know if anybody else thinks that. i don't really care that's either. definitely but, worse than crunch you know, yeah. yeah i mean yeah so yeah. i mean it, it's that's the kind of stuff that i think you know needs to be addressed and it looks like ubisoft you know to their credit is doing that um but it, it, it's 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 a small time you know and and According to the article, I think he said that, you know, they've been crunching. There was crunch before, mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of hate that word. I hate it so much. Just <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, I'm going to go back to, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's a, it's part of the business. It's part of, you know, a lot of businesses, you know, and a lot of people aren't fairly compensated. You know, the fact that they are fantastic. Yeah. So his name's uh, Adam Badowski, by the way. So here's yeah. what he put. Good dude. Yeah, and you can tell it's sincere, right? Um, hmm. 
So we, we kind of already talked about the details here, but this was his post about it. And as he said, it's one of the hardest decisions he had to make. And, you know, I'm not going to turn this into a personal thing, but I know, you know, Dan, like I, I, oh, yeah. I'm in application development. Uh, it's very similar in many ways to game development, not from a coding perspective, but from the, you mm-hmm. know, the structure of things. And I had to release an application this July, which from for months I was working, you know, just nonstop, you know. Every day, every week, uh, 68 plus hours, and uh, I'm a salaried employee. So it's not like I was getting extra compensation for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's, like I said, that's just not me. That's tons of industries all over the world. I'm not saying it's right. You know, right, I mean? right, that, right. that's not justifying crunch because crunch really isn't justified. Going back to your point, Benji, about mental health and the long term strains it can have on people. Um, but my point being that of all the situations that you talk about with crunch, this one seems to be one of the most minor I've actually heard. Yeah, there's different levels, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like there's some where it's like you've heard some horror stories where people were working like crazy. Yeah, for yeah. like eight months straight, something yeah. like that. It's like, okay, there's a management problem, I think, happening here. Yeah. Um, but this in the grand scheme of things, like you said, that there's different degrees of it. And this doesn't feel like a, a crazy one to me. No, me neither. Um, and I think that's what annoyed me about it is because we, we've already known this has been going on uh, with CD Projekt Red and other studios. Um, and, and you know that, you know, cyberpunk right now is the hottest. I mean, it's the biggest, if not the biggest, it's one of the biggest things in gaming right now. And it's yeah. just the timing of it. You know, it's like it feels like Jason's trying to capitalize on the timing of the popularity of the game and controversy around its development. And I don't know, it just... That's what it felt like to me. But anyway, all right, more positive news. So we um, we got to see the Series X uh, in the hands of uh, you know some major influencers, game industry people, etc., including Benji. Benji. See the trailers, <laughs> love it. Uh, you got the compact version, I see. Yeah, yeah, I got the the Series X Mini. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need more proof that you that's actually real, Benji. Uh, I need to see it running, please. <laughs> I, I definitely got a few comments like that. <laughs> Load it up. Boot it up. Prove that's real. <laughs> but um, it was really cool to see this week um, a lot of the tests. You know, people like uh, uh, Jeff Grubb had a lot of fun with it. I thought his coverage of it was just really funny because he's just such a carefree dude. And, you know, he's just holding it and throwing it around and playing games. But it, it was really cool to see the quick resume, right? And the obvious, mm-hmm. just purely hardware-driven difference in uh, things like load times and boot-ups and all those things. So I really like the approach that Xbox is taking here as we lead up to the launch of the console, right? I'm not sure, you guys can correct me if you have a different opinion, but I'm not sure we've ever seen a company be one, this transparent with everything to do with the console, but also get it in the hands of people to do their own videos and own impressions and own articles, what, two months? So nearly two months before the console even launches. I mean, it. if nothing else, it speaks, uh, it, it shows confidence. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is honestly incredible that Microsoft is doing this, especially as extensively as they are. Like, there are a lot of people that are getting Series Xs. Yeah. It's kind of been blowing my mind how many people I'm seeing on Twitter that are getting sent these. And it's I cannot remember a situation ever where hardware was sent out this much to this many people this far out, right? Like we're we're 
now we're, you know, a little over a month, but some people had them, you know, a week ago. So we were like a month and a half out. Uh, it definitely shows extreme confidence, in my opinion, with Microsoft in terms of the hardware. You know, there's a lot of people that have been, you know, talking about software, but at least in terms of the hardware, Microsoft yeah. seems very confident to give this much hands on this early. Yeah. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, I, want, I want one. That's all I know. I think, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're pretty low on that list. We may yeah, be I mean, on the list somewhere, <laughs> but it's not that list, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it depends. It's really kind of unprecedented, you know, the fact that they're getting it so early that, you know, now they're they're limited a little bit in scope, I think. You know, I'm sure they're full working units, right? But they they just can't show everything yet. So what they said there, is they, they were sent a document and each week kind of more unlocks. Mm -hmm. So like the first week there was a list of games they could show and things they could show. And then this coming week, there's like a uh, the list grows to like a couple hundred games. So I saw like Tom nice. Warren saying this week he'll be able to show like Xbox 360 games like Halo 3, um, all kinds of other stuff. So it's going to keep progressing as we get closer. Yeah, I want to see the new games. That's what I think everybody wants to see. You know, I think, yeah, you know, yeah. once we start seeing that kind of stuff, awesome. Now, tomorrow we're getting the PlayStation stuff, I guess. Yep. But it, it's, I, I don't speak Japanese, man. I mean, I, hopefully somebody <laughs> translates these things for me. because. But it is a weird choice from Sony, right? Yeah, Definitely. I mean, Definitely. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, I guess they're they're playing. I mean, that's that's a big audience for Sony in the mm -hmm. Asian market. It's huge, so I I get that. But you know, why leave the rest of the world completely out of it? It, it doesn't make much sense. To well, me. especially that's you know, in terms of market size, even it's a weird decision. Oh yeah, right, hundred percent. Because I mean, obviously, hardcore fan base in Japan and their home country, and I get all that, of course. But why would you not simultaneously, if not nothing right. else, give it? Yeah, to that's the, the part. Market? Yep. That's the part that feels weird to me about it. It's not that they're, you know, having Japanese influencers get hands on. That's not weird to me at all. It's just, yeah. Why would it not be a simultaneous thing? That is, that is a strange choice. I'll, I'll be honest. I think a lot of Sony's marketing lately has been very strange. I agree. Yeah. yeah the they, whole thing is, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. the whole way they're approaching this launch is, is strange. And I think it's, I think 50, uh, excuse me, 50% of it is, strange and showing a lack of confidence which is weird to see sony in that position right because they've been so confident for years now um during the ps4 generation i think the other half is that microsoft has gone so far the other direction where yeah. they've been so forthcoming and so transparent and and just aggressive that i think it's got sony a little bit kind of taken aback um it's making it feel like sony's not giving us enough information you know what i mean I think, yeah, I mean, that's a huge part of it. You know, when you've got somebody that's, you know, showing you all the goods and everything they have and you're showing, you know, you've shown a little, but it, in comparison, you, like you said, it's it's trash. Yeah. I mean, it, there, there's, I don't get it. It's starting to get frustrating. <laughs> it, it's Let's one see. of those things where it's like, I think the game lineup for PlayStation 5 looks incredible. Like the first 12 yes. months in terms of exclusives looks amazing. So I think that's really helping them out is that there are apparently so many very, very good exclusives sitting in that first year. But like outside, if we, if we just separate the game lineup, if we just talk about like the messaging and the marketing, 
the last like month has just been very weird, like very yes. weird. Like, and especially because it feels like the paths are diverging, right? There was a little bit there where Microsoft kind of felt like they were being a little weird with stuff. And Sony felt like they were kind of going really good, like over the summer, I thought. Um, and then, wow, the tables turned the last couple of weeks. Like all of a sudden Microsoft's messaging feels A plus and Sony's is like the complete opposite. It, it's yeah. been, it's been a weird uh, divergence the last month. No, couldn't agree more. And it's, it's funny, we had uh, Badbit who hosts the uh, PlayStation Trophy Room on last week. And he just came out and said, he's like, for the love of God, Jim Ryan, just shut up. Just <laughs> stop talking. Because he's just, every time he talks, he says something that is just, you know, later picked apart. And, and you know, it just puts him in a bad spot, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, Pompa, what's up, brother? He said, Dan, you got a PS5? Let us know. How big is his damn system? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's that picture, man? <laughs> I don't have that one loaded that up. I'll get it, I'll yeah, get it loaded great. up. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I mean thanks, I Bob. It. I, it, but, you know, I wanted to, you know, you really, really have to reinforce your entertainment systems. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, if you have a low ceiling, you might consider, you know, playing it outside. You know, that's it's, it's that big. It's pretty huge. <laughs> so. um, yeah, so I think uh, from a messaging perspective, it's definitely been weird. But um, anything of the, uh, and I don't know if you guys got to see, but on um, Major Nelson's podcast this week, he did a few interviews, and one of them was Jason Ronald, um, who really clarified some things. So if you haven't watched that yet, be sure, even if you don't watch the whole thing, watch the section with Jason Ronald, because it, he really did answer like all of the outstanding questions that people have had around storage, transferring games, what's playable. It was really well done. Um, and Jason's just an awesome dude anyway. So uh, mm -hmm. definitely check that out. The one interesting thing that jumped out to me that I didn't realize prior, and I follow this stuff damn closely, was that, you know, we've heard before that when you play your older games, backwards compatible games, you can play them with um, with the improvements, um, you know, that they had for like Xbox One X enhanced, right? But if you want the Series X stuff or Series S stuff, you have to be on the internal hard drive. And so yeah. what, J what Jason said last night, or last night, on the podcast was interesting to me, was that if you have, say, a um, Xbox One game you're playing on your Series X on an external drive, uh, like a 3.1 USB SSD, um, he said you get all the benefits as well on that game. The only difference will be the load times. So he said you'll still get, like, the uncapped frame rate, um, the, the max, you know, dynamic visuals, um, all those other things that the Series X does from a hardware perspective will still work. The only difference will be you won't get that internal super, super fast hard drive performance, which I thought was awesome because I thought you had to install it internally to get the Series X. Yeah, answers, but it sounds like you don't even have to do that, which is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, this, I mean, I, three weeks ago, Ains, you know, I made a message to Accenture a month ago where I was just like, I don't know what the hell is going on with this messaging. I mean, we're not seeing crap. We're not seeing, and now... I'm like I've done a 180. It's it's it's, yep. it's so great. It's like, I, I wasn't even gonna, yeah, I wasn't even going to order, you know, the X, and and now it's just it's kind yes, of the point are. where I probably it's not, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I mean, they've done such a really good job of just showing all that, you know, all the screens and the games and all this quality of life improvements that are it's going to be huge, you know. And so now, now you got two coming. So, yeah, yeah. Both. yeah, it's been a complete. 
turnaround. Like, I feel like some people that that follow me for like Sony info might think that, uh, you know, I've been a little tough on Sony lately or a little, uh, you know, optimistic for Xbox. But it's really been because, like you just said, the last couple of weeks have been a complete 180. It, it, like it, it's been crazy how good Microsoft's messaging has been. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I, I think from a market perspective, you, you could speak to it better than I could Benji, but I, I think it's having an impact. I mean, you know, it's obviously anecdotal, right. Um, and, but you're seeing it across lots of platforms that I follow. I mean, I, you know, I look at gaming stuff all day, every day on many platforms and you are seeing that messaging come across yes. where people hardcore, Sony supporters, whether you support all and just love Sony, you know, um, but even they're starting to question, like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Um, and we're going to talk about it in a second. In fact, we can probably segue into it. <clears throat> but came out this week, the whole save problem with PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5, right? Um, and Daniel, Dan knows, I, I've been talking about this kind of stuff forever from a network and PSN and infrastructure perspective, because that's where my mind usually goes with this stuff. Um, but it's very clear now that one of two things is happening. We know that the infrastructure behind PSN is, is relatively dated. They've been improving it for years now, but it's just not the same level of kind of forward thinking as Xbox puts in. And now don't get me wrong. Microsoft has infinite resources in that space <laughs> to do that, right? Mm -hmm. um, Sony does not. But um, one of the engineers I was speaking to, um, and Carl also mentioned this too, our contributor at Season Gaming, that they may be finally, with the PS4 to PS5 jump, that they may be building upon this new instance of PSN and using the PS5 mm. generation as that new stepping stone. Um, so in the future, this will pave the way for better things for PSN and PlayStation, which is a good thing. But it means some short-term pain. And that's usually what happens when you talk about servers, network, telephony, short-term pain, long-term gain. Um, that's what it feels like. But in the short term, this this sucks, right? Because we keep hearing, oh, PS5 is 100% backwards compatible. They haven't shown it yet. They haven't confirmed what games are going to be played at launch. And now this week, we hear that your damn saves won't even work. Yeah. It's interesting, right? <laughs> sounds like it's like sounds like it's something that if you want the saves to cross, you'll have to put like an extra level of development in it. Because I know Spider Man, they said will, but That's then they exactly. said games like yeah, but then they said games like Yakuza won't. So yeah, it sounds like for devs, if, if it's not like a system wide feature like it is on Xbox, right? Exactly. If you're a developer, you're gonna have to put extra resources and time to make that work. So it's a bummer. It's a huge bummer. <laughs> Yeah, and it just speaks to the overarching kind of planning that goes in because, you know, this planning for these types of things is years and years, you know, um, and it just goes to show that they're just not as well executed from that perspective, not all perspectives, but that perspective. So it is a bummer. And I know, Dan, I, I think for you, Spider-Man's obviously the big one. But, um, right. you know, I've talked to some of the people in like our community um, who was it? Graham was saying that he has over 200 hours in um uh, Monster Hunter, I think it was on PS4, and it's like, well, you know, it's hoping to continue that on PS5, and it's like, if that doesn't carry over, that's heartbreaking. Right now, now the question I have, I mean, it sucks, but is this just, you know, upgraded games? Because we've seen like Man Eater, we've seen the, yeah. the Yakuza game, we've seen, you know, the new, Dirt. the old Spider Man to the new Spider Man Dirt. I haven't seen anything that confirms that it's 
like same something like Monster Hunter that's not upgraded to the new right. PS5. Will that even number one be backwards compatible? And if it is, you know, if it's just playing on, you know, I, I don't know all the infrastructure stuff. I, you know, I, no, that's not me. So now is, is or is that going to, you know, it, it's it's a PS4 game. There's no upgrades to it. There's nothing. It's just running in whatever backwards compatibility mode they have, which we don't know what that is. You right. know, will that save actually work? Because everything I've seen has been with new games that are getting upgraded at this point. I want it to be, you know, obviously everything, you know, like something, you know, like Xbox is doing. It's it's so much simpler, but also, you know, the tech decisions and, and how they do all that stuff is beyond my scope. So, you know, I, I haven't seen anything other than those games. So it, it, it's, it's, you know, it could still happen technically. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I'm I not think, holding my breath. Yeah, my guess would be you're going to continue to see this as a problem. Yeah. Um, across other games. Uh, I can't say that definitively. And as we were just kind of commenting on indirectly, it's not like they've told us, right? right? Sony hasn't spoken on this directly. And I think that's part of what's frustrating. If Sony would just come out themselves and say either, don't worry about your backwards compatible games, they'll all work. It's only in these instances. Or come out and say, look, guys, you know, be honest. Just be honest. Say, look, we're upgrading PSN. PS5 is going to be, you know, built upon this new backbone or new infrastructure on the back end. What that means in the short term is this, but Hey, here's the long-term benefits. Yeah. Just tell us, at least we'd know. Yeah, yes. This... Hat on real quick. Yeah. I wonder if this is one of those blockers for 505 control games or whatever it is, where they couldn't bring that old version of the game upgraded where, where it was a save issue. Cause I thought it was at first I actually, you know, this is just super tinfoily, but <laughs> first I thought it was, you know, the fact that they couldn't charge for it and they were just super greedy. And I still believe that, that they're super greedy on the Xbox platform, but there are ways to upgrade your game and Xbox has allowed, you know, you can, you know, they said you can't pay for upgrades, but you actually can, you can, it's just a, you know, a roundabout way of doing it with this save thing. I'm wondering if they, you know, just said, well, we can't bring, we can't give this to you because of, you know, how Sony is doing their, their saves. These people won't get it. So you'll have to upgrade to the newest version. You know, but, I, I don't but know. They still could have done it on Xbox. They could have done it on Xbox without, without paying for it because it's, it's, there's in the, in the whole thing, when they came out and said that stuff, they, they said, yeah. you know, you can not charge for an upgrade, like directly, like to upgrade a game, but you can charge or you can say, Hey, you can upgrade to this new version of like a you know the game of the year edition or yeah. whatever price you know that's that's not against their their rules i guess so there are ways there were ways around it so that kind of threw that whole thing out the window but but i I, I think this conversation highlights the point right it's super confusing your confusion and nobody yeah. has a definitive answer Yep. Yeah, that, that goes back to our earlier conversation it's just an issue of clarity with sony yeah they just had like just 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 come out and say whatever is going on with your stuff because we're only a month away now from launch yeah, right. like like it, it it just feels so weird to me how they're approaching this now it's like there's so many questions still around backwards compatible games what's boosted what's not boosted what's yeah. their day one what's there later um 
it again, it, Microsoft at the very least, even if you don't like Microsoft, right? Even if you're a hardcore Sony fan, I think anyone has to just say uh, Microsoft's being way more clear about what's going on next gen with their platform than Sony is currently. And I noticed some people, they don't care about backwards compatibility, right? There's certain people, they sure. never replay old games. They only play the new stuff. And to them, this kind of stuff probably doesn't mean much. So I get that. I, I totally understand there's people like that. But there is a lot of people, I especially feel like now that uh, games are getting like really good and the technology is really good. So I feel like games are holding up better than ever right now yeah. in a lot of ways. Um so I think a lot of people are going to want to replay God of War and replay Horizon Zero Dawn. And, and it's like, so are these enhanced? Are my saves coming across? How is this working? It would just be nice for Sony to just be very clear around exactly how all of this works. 100%. 100%. They have nothing to lose either now, right? Sorry, Dan. They, 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 the pre-orders are done. Everybody's pre-ordered the damn stuff. I guess you can cancel it. But, you know, it's not like they got anything to, you know, hide from it. You know, they've already sold out. So, it, it, yeah, it, you know, you have nothing I, to lose. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think um, to your point, too, uh, Benji, is that with this uh, upcoming technology we're seeing, especially on the Xbox side with like auto HDR, you know, res dynamic resolution increases, frame rate doubling, all these things, right? Going back and playing titles like God of War and Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima, tons of people are going to do that because they're amazing games, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you shouldn't have to wait. The technology is past the point where we need to get simple remasters anymore. You yes. don't need to do that anymore. Right. Unless it's a, an actual remake where you're putting in a lot of effort, mafia, something like that. Right. Um, what we're seeing out of the technology is impressive. And I, I think the problem is, and we keep saying it is the lack of transparency doesn't show confidence when, when okay. you're not being transparent, it feels like you're trying to cover something up or hide something. Um, yeah. Because if it wasn't an issue or you had a solution, why would you not just say it? Yeah, I, I feel like they're very confident in their games. That's why they're talking about games. That's all they talk about. about. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I feel like on the software side, like their games, they're, they're super confident. So they're willing to talk about it. But yes, I feel like backwards compatibility and things like that, they know they're not at the same level as Microsoft is in regards to that specifically. So I'm guessing that's why you're seeing them just mostly dodge the topic because I think they see it as will quote quote take a pr hit on that but i yeah. feel like you're taking a pr hit anyways because people right. are frustrated so you might as well just be transparent about it because you know they've been transparent i feel mostly about about the games in fact in some ways more than microsoft because we yes. do have a lot of dates you know for 2021 games whereas microsoft a lot of first party games we have and we've seen demon yeah. souls and ratchet and clank right and, right, right. Right. So so I feel like they're very confident there. But yeah, if they're staying this quiet around certain other features. Yeah, I think they just see Microsoft is probably edging them in that scenario. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Um, real quick. Uh, so, Dan, uh, we missed a super chat. So fastback. Sorry, brother. Um, only thing Dan is crunching is his bug snacks. Chris <laughs> Always, <you> buddy. Always. <laughs> Shout out to our friends at uh, Next Level Gaming Podcast. Um, always, always some of the best people in the community. Dan, you want to explain that? <laughs> yeah. So I got my, my PS5. I just wanted everybody to know. Um, <laughs> so you can tell us how backwards compatibility works. Thank you. Right, yeah, yeah. you I'm, I'm working on that. There's actually a, a list of stuff I can release every week. And the first list was just that picture. That was <laughs> <laughs> nice. Tell us no. where the power button is. Let's start yeah. with basics. Yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> they haven't released that information yet. No, no <laughs> it's a secret. That's too funny. Even though um, I have it in hand. <laughs> so let's talk about spider-man before we do that real quick shout out to everyone in chat uh appreciate you swinging by dan do you mind kind of just scrolling through and just picking a, a first winner for the month of game pass ultimate yeah sure um you, you don't do this at this second we'll move on to spider-man i'll get that conversation started but you can shout it out yeah, shortly it. Yeah. and then chat also do us a favor i don't usually do this during the show i never do this but it, while you're here please give us a thumbs up please leave a comment if you can it does help with engagement a lot um, so if you haven't done that, we greatly appreciate it. Now, I don't even like doing that. I never bring that up. Um, I feel like I'm man. the same way. I try yeah, to like, it just like once per video. It does feel weird to me. Yeah. Some people yeah. don't care. They're just constantly spamming. Hit that like, hit that, I like. Know, hit that like button, hit that bell, hit the subscribe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I won the first one. So <laughs> it did not work out like I had planned. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't do that. All right. So, uh, staying on PS5 for a minute, we did learn more. And, and to your point, Benji, another illustration of being transparent with the games. We learned quite a bit more about the games this week. So uh, in particular, we learned uh, a lot about Spider-Man. We got um, some of the details around what the remaster is going to be because people had questions about that. We also got details on what the modes are going to be for Miles Morales on the PS5, including... Uh, was it this morning or yesterday that Digital Foundry did their thing? I think it was, yeah, this, it was morning. this morning. Yep, this morning. Yeah, so... Um, I did quickly read through that. I know, Dan, uh, you had it too. Um, but it looks like from what they said, I'm going off from memory here, there's going to be a 4K uh, mode that's locked at 30 FPS. And that's the mode that includes some kind of what Eurogamer Digital Foundry was saying. It's kind of like base level ray tracing. Like it is ray tracing, but it's base level ray tracing. I mean, because it seems like there's obviously a huge flux in the amount of in uh, implementation you can have and the effects you can have. Um, and then the other mode is going to be a dynamic resolution mode that uh, runs at 60 FPS, but that mode will not include any ray tracing. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a good breakdown of that. Uh, you know, Digital Foundry is one of the best in the business, if not the best of that. So if you haven't checked that out yet, check that out. But long story short, um, the, the first kind of launch, you know, major game, Dan, I know you're super pumped about. And, and Benji, I don't know if you're into uh, Spider-Man and all that. but Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, great. So I love so, Spider-Man. Oh, there you go. So say you got Halo and Spider-Man, Dan. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're taking over. Uh, um, but um, it does seem like players are going to still be in that vein, even on the new console hardware, of having to make a choice, right? Do you want this better frame rate, better kind of movement experience, or do you really want to experience the, the newest of the new in terms of visual content on the new consoles? So where are you guys at on this? Um, I think that the actual remaster sounds, um, pretty extensive. There's actually quite a bit that they are doing to it. Um, you know, it's a bummer they're charging for it, but I yeah. will openly admit that I'm a sucker and I'm going to buy it. And I'm also <laughs> going to buy the control remaster too, <laughs> even though I don't, even though I, I mean, I'm one of those people Seven. that's like, Hey, video game upgrades should be free. And yet I go and buy them all. So <laughs> we're all part of the problem. So, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm a sucker. I, you know, I just cannot help it, uh, for games I like, obviously. Um, so, uh, I, I do think the remaster sounds pretty darn good. It, it's not oh, just a resolution boost, you know yes. what I mean? Or something like that. It's not like a really basic improvement. They are doing quite a bit to it. So I think the, that they stated that they've been working on this since last year. So they've done quite a bit to it. So, um, 
I, I applaud them for a good effort. You know, there's going to be a lot of mixed opinions about if this should be paid for or not. Like I said, I, I kind of side on the side. I would prefer if, unless it's a full on remake that upgrades were free, but I'm part of the problem because I'm going to buy it. So, <laughs> um, I'll probably play Spider-Man. I am going to replay through it and I'm going to play it in the 30 FPS ray tracing mode. For me, it's one of those things I, I really like high frame rates in competitive games or shooters or something like that. Um, but a game like Spider-Man that's kind of cinematic, I don't really mind the frame rate hit if uh, okay. for the best visuals. But it is cool that there is a 60 FPS mode there for people that want it. Yeah, I'm going 60 FPS, I think. I think. You know, basically, mm -hmm. what's going to happen is I'm going to throw it on there and then see what it looks like, you know, <laughs> side by side as, as much as I can. My eyes are still getting terrible day by day. <laughs> I got to eat more carrots. Mm -hmm. And so so it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like I don't notice, like, the resolution as much as I do. I mean, I know there's a huge difference between, you know, 1080 and 4K, huge. And I can tell you exactly what that looks like, especially when I watch movies for some reason. But yeah. with video games, it seems a lot harder for me to distinguish. So, But I can see when it's a little bit smoother, having those extra frames, I think really helps out. Let's just watch Ains dribble all over his face. No, Stop it. Right. That's why I turn. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to watch it. Anyway, but that's that's probably the route I'm going. I'm super, super pumped for Spider-Man. Um, mm -hmm. I'm with you, Benji. I'm the same way. I just buy all those. Green, you know. <laughs> I, I've held off on control up to this point. I'm literally about to finish it. And I... Man, it's gonna be a tough one to say no. It's gonna be. It's gonna be where if it goes on sale for like ten bucks, I'm all over it. Yeah, so it, it, it's it's. It, it, I'm gonna probably have that too eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is the game that has had me the most excited ever since they announced it, Miles Morales. Now the fact that I get to play through for the fourth or fifth time, uh, the Spider-Man, uh, uh, the main the main game, and get all the trophies again. I know. I'm excited yeah. about that. I mean, I'm <laughs> like, hey, a new platinum? Sweet. Yeah, right. I'm not, I'm not a trophy guy, but yeah. I'm not an achievement guy either. But I, it's just, you know, that was my first one I ever had. My first platinum was Spider-Man. Nice. Um, nice. So I have no problem doing it all over again, um, nice. except for the screwball missions. Oh, God damn. I can't stand those things. <laughs> Short of that, I'm super pumped for it. Um, but again, so much confusion, you know, like, I think IGN did that video a week or two ago where it was just, they tried to explain it. And I was just like, I, I'm lost. I'm gone. Just, <laughs> just buy the most expensive version and then right, you're sorry. good to go. <laughs> oh yeah. You're talking about um, Brian Altano um, yes. and, uh, and Max over at IGN. So I don't know if you saw that Benji, that, that kind of spoof video they did. It was like three minutes long on uh, Spider-Man's remaster and how you get it. I didn't see that, but I read the press release and was like, what in the world? The actual that's, press that's actually what they were playing on. Oh, dude, oh, if you man, haven't watched that is... video or anyone in chat, if you haven't uh, watched that, it's even if you I don't care if you don't like IGN, what have you, whatever, leave that aside and find it. It is hilarious. I've watched it like three times. <laughs> I need to watch it. Then. It's it's so funny. Brian Altano's a good dude, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, right. Yeah. So, uh, as you know, I'm not. Hey, I'm hey, not real big... quick. Oh, go ahead. Cool Kill 27. You got the first one. Cool Kill? Cool okay. Kill 27. Nice. I put it Congrats, on there. Cool put it in chat. Yeah, just get a hold of Ains after the show. Yeah, so That's Cool Kill, power. find me on Twitter, Porsche Power. Um, my DMs are open. Just DM me, and I'll get you the month of Game Pass uh, after the show. So congrats, man. Nice. Congrats. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I'm 
said it a million times. I'm not big into Spider-Man, so just kind of sit back and let you guys talk and smile and happy about it. Um, you know, it's it's awesome because it's a very very popular game. They're best-selling exclusive right in the PS4 mm -hmm. generation. Um, so obviously this, and I wrote in my article yesterday, this is a very smart move by Sony to do the type of development they did where even if it's building upon what they did in the ps4 to to have spider-man in some type of new game at launch yeah the ps5 brilliant move yeah brilliant um so obviously the controversy this week because there's got to be controversy about every thing <laughs> for some reason <laughs> was that um they completely redid the character model for um peter mm -hmm. um I, you know me. I was like, okay, cool. He looks good. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't, why? Why is it a big deal? And when you see the side by sides, there's a notal, noticeable uh, fidelity increase, right? And if you, yeah. if you if you're being honest with yourself, there is. There's a noticeable fidelity increase. Yeah. Um, now I can certainly see people saying, oh, I got kind of attached to him PS4, and I, I get that aspect. But still, mm -hmm. you know, if when you read what the reason they did it was for the fidelity into the PS5 and it allows them to do other things with the cinematics and stuff. You you can't preach that you want an improved next gen game and at the same time argue when they do things to give you that. Um, mm -hmm. That's counterintuitive. So I don't know where you guys landed on this. I, I don't see what the controversy was about, but then again, we usually don't. So I'm uh, I'm on the same boat as you. I, I, Exactly like you said, I get people that were really attached to the way Peter was, you know, because a lot of people, I mean, I've seen a lot of people put that this was one of their favorite games of the generation. So yeah. I understand if you're like, uh, you know, really attached to that Peter. What I don't get are the comments like, oh, he looks terrible. It looks so bad. It's like, no, that's a very good looking character model. Like, yeah, it's, like the, it's definitely improved. Yeah, like there's no doubt. Whether you like the the overall design or whatever more is one thing, but like in terms of quality, like yes. the character model looks much better. No um, and, and they said that this is going to really help in terms of like performance capture because he looks closer to the voice actor. It's more similar facial structure. And they do use a lot of that, you know, with mocap and stuff whenever yeah. they're, you know, acting out scenes. So, I think their reasoning is great. I get if some people are a little bummed out because they, they were attached to the old Peter, but I don't get the extreme controversy where people are like, ah, insomniac, how dare you? <laughs> um, I think he looks great. Yeah, man. He looks like, uh, man, I got to say that word. Man, stop moving. At the cap cap, the whatever, 72 over there on the, in the chat. <laughs> I was going to split something down. Don't even try to talk in. It's not even worth it. Oh, he looks like Tom Holland. Yeah. yeah, he looks like Tom Holland. Yeah, he, he definitely like has Holland. a resemblance. Yep. Yeah, somebody somebody tweeted out it was Hom Tolland, which was hilarious. <laughs> so, I mean, that it's for me, it almost gives me, you know, I'm going to go back and play it. So it's almost going to be like maybe a slightly new game. You know, you kind of get this new actor. I mean, everything else is going to be basically the same. But, you know, it kind of gives you that a little bit of a different experience. I heard there was another person that got their, you know, their face changed in the game, but I'm not sure who that was. Um, I just feel bad for, you know, the people who actually do these and, you know, mm, I think it's all the work in, you know, well, well, no, the actual actors, you know, it's just like, man, you know, everybody's mad because my face is on this guy's <laughs> body now in a game, you know, you know, you're going to get a complex is basically what's going to happen. So, you know, just, it's fine. It's not that something that you got to get really, really upset about. No. Yeah, you know, I understand 
but don't, you know, just well, stop. You have to, I mean, context, right? I'm sure 90% yeah. of the outrage was driven by those people that we don't deal with. Do you know what I mean? That we, they're just the ones looking to start a debate because this is a PS5 game and yeah, same old, same old. So, Get out yeah. Of and I like how we are, you know, almost an hour into the show. And I just remembered that banners, you know, are, are in here that we usually have running. So, yeah, we're good. Good. I'm a little out of it today. <laughs> Understandably so, right? I mean, you're a trooper for even being here. No, I'm good. We're good. Um, yeah. So, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's a good thing to your point. I think the remaster, we were waiting to see um, how much effort they were going to put on. Was this a bare bones type thing? And it, it's not a, like a full remake, of course, but then uh, Spider-Man on PS4 didn't need a full remake. You know, it's a, it's a touch up. So it's good. Um, one of the funniest memes of this new uh, picture though, Dan member was, um, I, I don't know the story because I haven't played through the whole game, but when he's talking to the lady in the bed. The Aunt May. Oh, yeah, Aunt I know. May, he's like, yeah. She's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, that, that was Ooh. a hilarious one. I saw that one. I was cracking up. No, uh, man. It's too funny. All right, so um, we're going to talk kind of big picture of next gen for a little bit with Benji because, you know, obviously we've done that the past two weeks um, with the obviously the Bethesda acquisition and everything else going on. Um now, uh, the one thing to touch on is that we got more clarity this week on EA Play coming to Game Pass. They did confirm it's coming over on November 10th, uh, obviously, you know, aligning with launch. And what they basically said is that if you're a current EA Access EA Play member, um, which I just renewed like a month ago, um, you're going to get credited some Game Pass Ultimate Time. Oh, that's that. nice. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually so, didn't even realize that. I, I completely missed that announcement. That's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. what it is, it's kind of weird the way they did the calculation, but it's like, okay, so say you have a year of EA access, they subtract mm -hmm. 50 days and then you get a three to one transfer. So three months of EA play equals one month of game pass ultimate. Okay. And that's it's standard math, right? Cause it's five bucks a month versus 15 bucks a month. So they just right. did it. And, and so it, it works out. I think like I have like 11 months of um, EA play left and I'm going to get four months of game pass ultimate. So, okay. Fine. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing to be aware of, and I think our audience would know this, but EA Play is when coming to Game Pass does not mean you're getting EA games at launch. Mm -hmm. I've seen yeah. some people assuming that it's like, cool, I'm going to play FIFA 2021. Well, you will, but not not this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's going to function the same way. So you'll mm -hmm. get those 10 hour, eight or 10 hour previews of games about the launch. You'll get the games added to the vault. Anything in there, you'll get you'll get right away, right? Battlefield 5's in the vault. Anthem. There we go. Jump on <laughs> it. <laughs> no excuses. Anthem's in the vault. Um, you know, uh, Dead Spaces. There's a lot of good games. Dragon Age games. Dragon Age yeah, Inquisition. Yep. A lot of good franchises out there. They're older games, but, you know, mm -hmm. still games like Battlefield 5 still have, you know, huge audiences. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's good value. But anyway, um, so love to hear from you, Benji, on, uh, and we've touched on some of it, but just like, your overall feeling of the consoles as we approach next gen like what are you most excited about is it hardware is it services software um are you getting both the series x or s and ps5 at launch uh what you know obviously we just said spider-man you're obviously pumped for mm -hmm. but like what are your kind of overall feelings about how we're approaching this gen 
Yeah. So um, I have a Series X and a PlayStation 5 pre-ordered. I was awesome. lucky enough that I, I locked in both. Uh, <laughs> it was a battle to get both. It was stressful. I, <laughs> had to, I had to refresh and add to my cart maybe 10,000 times on each, but I eventually got both. So I'm super pumped about that. I am getting both. Awesome. Um, in terms of you know how I feel going into next gen, I'll be honest. I uh, I feel like both are going to do so good this gen. Um, both yeah. Microsoft and Sony have not had a serious f up in the lead to this. Now we've talked about some stuff that's annoying with Sony, some non clarity issues, but we have not had anything to the degree like we had with Xbox One, where it was a complete disaster before launch yes. in terms of messaging. We haven't had a Wii U situation where the console was coming out and people literally thought it was a tablet for their Wii. Like, like we have not had a massive f up. I feel like both of these companies are coming in really strong next gen microsoft services their backwards compatibility they're they're just knocking that out of the park sony's yeah. first year of exclusive lineups looks incredible if they really have horizon forbidden west and god of war next year i mean that's astounding for the first year um not even counting stuff like spider-man and ratchet and clank and things like this so i think there's a reason you're seeing mass sellouts everywhere i think both of these consoles are going to hit complete home runs in terms of early sales you know there's of course a question of how are these going to sell 12 months you know 24 months sure. after launch you know that's that's too far away for us to know for sure but i think at least those first six to 12 months are going to be amazing for both um, I, I, I see Series X and S family greatly outselling the Xbox One lifetime. I, I don't think it's going to be even close. So um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good uh, about both companies. You know, I have a little bit of gripes with both the things we've talked about with Sony. Yeah. With Microsoft, I would just like to see more of their actual games. Yeah. You know, we've had some very cool announcements, but I'd like to see what Fable is, what Avowed is. You know, I'd like to know a little bit more about these projects. So I have minor gripes with both, but I don't think anyone's had like a catastrophic error <laughs> in their strategy. So feeling good, feeling good. I think it's going to be a really good beginning of the generation at least. Nice. Completely agree. Yeah. Uh, agree on almost all points there. In fact, I think all points. <laughs> um, yeah. I said very similar stuff um, in my article. I think both are primed to be, um, to hit record revenue generation, as we saw this gen, mm -hmm. right? I mean, both mm -hmm. Xbox and PlayStation had fiscal years that had suppressed anything before it. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to see that again. And that part of that is the, the just competence of the platforms themselves. And part of it is obviously the growing gaming industry. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah you, same gripes as well. I think one of the things Microsoft has done damn near everything, or Xbox has done damn near everything right from a hardware and services perspective. But they, they, in my opinion, they put too much of their money on Halo Infinite being that game this fall. Yeah, and for when sure. it got when it got delayed, it that's a big gap. That yeah, they can't huge. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're left with you know uh, third party deals, um, things like Valhalla moving to launch right and getting the Series X upgrade at launch. And don't get me wrong, the, that's what I'm going to be playing anyway. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about a exclusive reason to get the console it's a it's a different conversation but yeah that's um agree 100 percent yeah I'd, Dan, I'd like anything see, you i just like to see a new generation where it doesn't appear at least that one company is just like smacking the other down you know what i mean like it's always like 
one or the other. I want to see them both come in and just be like throwing it at each other. I don't know why <laughs> that can't happen. I don't know why it never happens. It's always one way or the other for some reason. I mean, like you guys said, it's going to be fine. You know, we're, both are going to do extremely well. Both are going to sell like crazy. But it always seems like either with marketing or messaging, there's always one that's doing something that's a little bit better. Yeah. You know, and and I've always said, you know, with, with PlayStation, you can't rest on your laurels. It looks like they are. And <laughs> I, I don't understand why, you know, Microsoft has always been about the marketing and getting this these incredible values that they have out to the masses of people. You know, that's always been an issue. You know, it, it, you know it, that's the two things that always drive me crazy. And it doesn't look like, you know, at least right now, that either of those things are actually going to happen. But we've got, you know, the, 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 the YouTubers having those Xboxes and the influencers is a huge, huge step, I think, especially now. Like, you know, at last gen launch, that wouldn't have made a crap of difference. You know, now with the, with the, with the you know, the way people get their eyes on the information, it's humongous. Mm -hmm. Sony, you don't know anything. Still being super cocky, <laughs> and I'm going to say penisy, but it, it, I, it just give me some information. That's what I want now. I didn't order this thing, so I, you know, get surprised on November 12th. You know, so uh, that's, that's what we're at. And I think one thing that helps both is that uh, they're going honestly in very different directions. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually think that helps both. Uh, I, I sent out a tweet about this and I saw Matt Piscatella sent out a similar tweet um, not that long ago. Whereas I, I think cross ownership between PlayStation and Xbox will be significantly yes. higher next generation than what we've seen traditionally. Because really, I mean, you know, last gen people joked, you know, between the 360 and PS3, they called them the HD twins because they were so similar. I mean, like they were putting out very very similar games and they had very very similar strategies and now it feels like they're both kind of doing their own thing sony have really settled into these cinematic blockbuster feeling single player games microsoft's really doing services and multiplayer and they're going to have single player stuff too i think it's overstated people that are like microsoft's just not going to do single player no they're going to have some of that too but they're also going to have you know stuff that they're really good at traditionally which is multiplayer and things like this so I think it helps that both platforms have a different feel to them. It doesn't feel like if you buy one, oh, there's no reason for me to have the other. Uh, they're almost, you know, very similar experiences. I think it helps that they are feeling very different before launch. 100%. Yeah, completely agree again. In fact, I, I didn't see your comment on it. I did see Matt's and, and I commented and just said I agree with Matt, you know, completely mm -hmm. on this. And I think even more so because the Series S can be that console for Switch mm -hmm. and PlayStation owners, right? I think that's where the Series S's market value just increases tenfold. Mm -hmm. um, to think that you can get into, e even at launch for $300, you can get a console and have instant access to what is now with Bethesda and EA Play going to be three, 400 games eventually here, including some really big games instantly. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously two years from now, that be 250 right or 225 or whatever it's going to be it's the value there is unbeatable so, yeah um bizzle very awesome man so first thank you for the five dollar super chat always appreciated and uh i don't know who got it i haven't been looking at chat but he also gave out a 12 month nintendo code to chat so that's very very generous of you awesome bizzle. thank you brother mm. um <clears throat> all right 
So uh, let's real quick. I want because I'd love to hear your comments because it's it's the biggest news in years probably in the gaming industry was the Bethesda acquisition. Um, that was a uh, literal a bomb that dropped that Monday morning when that hit. And the uh, fallout is still. Oh man, that's a bad pun. I didn't even intend for that one, but the fallout is still still coming. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it's a lot of people have commented. Everyone's commented on. Um, and I think it really changes the conversation now, and and what we're going to see long term out of Xbox Game Studios. You know, I really like to stress to people, these studios don't wake up the next day and it's like, all right, our game's on Xbox. You know, everything's perfect. It, there's a lot of transition time and mm -hmm. you know team building time and you know assimilation that has to take place. But I mm -hmm. think over time, once they sort through all the tech and the engines and you know the IPs and what the possibilities are there, we're going to see some really incredible things. So um, this, in my opinion, without a doubt, I mean, I don't know how anyone can argue it, right? I mean, Xbox is now at a place where their studio strength is, you know, I don't even know the superlatives to use here, but you're at 23 studios and nearly 5,000 employees, and it's just almost unmatched at this point. So from my, I would say, you know, your perspectives on, oh, sorry, one more comment. One thing I really stressed last week from my my pure opinion, being in someone who um, obviously not in the same industry, but looks at things from a business perspective. I tried to stress the point of there's a reason that Phil is saying case by case basis today, um, rather than locking himself into an exclusive conversation. Um, and that's because these IPs and these studios, these are long-term plays, right? You're talking about IPs that are going to uh, have an impact for years and potentially even decades, I guess, right? Yes. Um, and so you'll be able to analyze, depending on the size of the game, the market, what the factors are at that point in time upon a game's release, what you should really do from a marketing perspective. And that's why you haven't heard him say the exclusive piece, you know, flat out, like they did with some of their other studios. So would love to hear your thoughts, one on Bethesda acquisition just overall, um, and what do you think it means for Xbox and the market at, at large? But also your thoughts on, uh, and if you've already said these elsewhere, I apologize, but um, your thoughts on the whole exclusive conversation from it too. Yeah, so this is, I mean, one of the biggest news stories in the entire history of the video game industry. Yeah. It, it really truly is. We have not, this is the second biggest acquisition of all time in terms of money, right? The only one bigger than this is when Tencent bought Supercell. So in terms of money, you know, it's second all time. And if you want to talk, though, in terms of like IP and studio, it's probably the biggest of all time, right? Because the Supercell acquisition was really about mobile and things like this. Yeah. It was, but this is like, I mean, an entire publisher. Microsoft bought an entire publisher. Yeah. I mean, it, it blew my mind whenever I saw this announcement. Um at the time, it was shocking. In retrospect, I think it's less shocking in terms of not that it happened, but like I can see why this deal happened. Um, I absolutely can see it. When it first dropped, I was like, oh, my God, am I reading this correctly? I like, did the same thing. I refreshed. Yeah. I was like, OK, there's got to be like a deal for a game I'm missing. Like, yeah, I'm this like, isn't actually what? what I think it is. Yeah, so it blew my mind. You know, it brings Microsoft up to 23 studios, like you mentioned. I I think, you know, this isn't like insider info or anything, but just looking at the direction Microsoft's going, I will not be surprised to see 30 studios for Microsoft eventually. Uh, I don't think that they're done at all by any means. In fact, Satya just yes. recently came out and basically said that. Um, 
So as impressive as 23 is, we're not done yet. Um, so I think that's pretty incredible. I think it's going to add massive value to the Xbox brand. I mean, it wasn't a coincidence. They announced this one day before pre-orders went up, right? This isn't a deal that comes together one day before, right? This was, this was a deal that had been locked in for a little bit now, or at least, you know, it's still not technically locked in until right. next year, but it's all a signed, agreed thing. It's been that way for a little bit now if they announced it the day before. So the timing was not a coincidence. <laughs> Microsoft knew how much this could push the needle. We're talking about uh, them own, owning the Elder Scrolls IP, which Skyrim is the best-selling single-player RPG of all time. In the entire history of the video game industry, no RPG that's single-player, not counting MMOs, have yeah. ever sold as much as Skyrim. You know, Fallout shipped 12 million copies day one. The day it came out, it shipped 12 million units. People forget how big Fallout is. It's yeah, so, so you're talking Microsoft acquiring some of the biggest IP in the entire gaming industry. So it's an incredible move. Uh, the fact these are going to be on Game Pass day one is insane. I mean, I don't see how you can not be a Game Pass subscriber now, like moving <laughs> forward. If you're someone that's like big into games, you know, which I think is Microsoft's goal, right? They're trying to make Game Pass undeniable value to the yeah. point where it's like, you, it's hard to even make an excuse to not have it if you have access to it, right? Yes. So uh, giant in all of those regards. In terms of the exclusivity thing, I do not think Starfield's going to PlayStation. I don't think Elder Scrolls is going to PlayStation. I don't think Fallout's going to PlayStation. I really, truly don't. At first, I felt differently. When this very first was announced, I was like, hey, Elder Scrolls and Fallout, these IP are, are too big, I feel like, to keep off of one PlayStation platform. But the thing I keep coming back to is $7.5 billion. Mm -hmm. You don't spend that kind of money unless you are trying to fuel your ecosystem. And for Microsoft, that's what it's all about. It's all about ecosystem. That doesn't mean that they don't care about console sales. Because you see some people say that, oh, Microsoft doesn't care if people buy Xboxes. No, they, they want people <laughs> to buy Xboxes. But their end game goal is no matter what, to have as many people in their ecosystem as possible. And putting a game on PlayStation does not enter them into Game Pass. It does not enter them into um, Xbox Live. It does not integrate them into anything to do with Microsoft besides a quick sale up front. Um, yeah. I think like you said, Microsoft, the reason you're not seeing Phil say everything's exclusive is because he wants to give himself that option and give Microsoft that option that if they do feel a game makes sense yeah. being multi-platform, if it does make sense putting it on Switch or PlayStation or PC, yeah. that that is available to them without being quote, quote, called a liar, right? If he says everything's exclusive right now and down the road, they do decide to make something multi-platform. Well, suddenly you'll have people screaming, you know, Phil, you're a liar. You lied about this. So I think yeah. it's more just giving themselves that option if they want to go that route with a game they can but i think you're going to see the vast majority of bethesda yep. games be exclusive to xbox and pc i, I really do think you're going to see the majority of games go that way no it's all about money at the end of the day yeah and, and the thing I, I i say is like if they if it wasn't about eventually having most games exclusive they could have just signed an ea play type deal they could have just said hey bethesda here's a ton of money for a game pass deal in your games. That's exactly what they did with EA play. If you're going to buy an entire, you're outright buying them. That means you want control. You want control of what's going to happen with that 
publisher. So, you know, I'd be surprised. I'll be honest. At this point, I would be surprised if you see Starfield and, and Elder Scrolls on, on uh, PlayStation, yeah. for example. Yeah, I think Starfield, based on what we saw this week, it feels like Starfield may be closer than we realized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think because that could come earlier in the generation, it's almost a no-brainer that it be exclusive. Yeah. Because it's highly, it's going to be highly anticipated, heavily marketed. Um, and because it'll be so early in next gen, that can make it be a difference maker. So I think it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just real quick, Dan, I just want to throw this up because uh, Benji just said ecosystem twice and it made me like smile internally <laughs> because I was joking, Benji, that I, I found myself, the more I write about this stuff as we, especially Microsoft, right? It is, it's, it, it literally is all about ecosystem. That's what yeah. it is. And I find myself saying it all the time. So I told Dan last week, I think on the show, I was like, I think I've said ecosystem like 10 times. So I'm just going to keep saying it. Yeah. Yeah. I was checking out your new new article and I was like, okay. And see how many times he uses this word. Not too many. Actually, did a really good job. I I, I go, I spend a lot of time on my articles. (laughs) I said ecosystem twice. Actually, it's actually funny because when I first started writing, I would do that. You, You tend to, you don't realize when you write, you tend to lean towards adjectives uh, specific adjectives. So like I would go back and read an article and I would have said like amazing, like nine times. And it's like, <laughs> God damn, I need a different word than amazing. You know, you don't yeah. realize that when you first start writing. <laughs> but so um, you, if, if, if your theory is true and, and Starfield is farther along in development than we think, say we could see it next year. Yeah. I don't know. I think how, we will see it next year. Yeah. I think it's holiday 2021. Nice. I don't know how the development process works really so is it possible that they've already been developing that for the playstation mm-hmm. side oh well, yeah, just, for sure. yeah so you think that they would just stop with it yeah, yeah. <laughs> happened with gears of war epic nice. made an entire version that will run on playstation 3 and never released it <laughs> true they released yeah. the footage of that yeah. recently yeah, right they did, as a, they did it as an engine test in case that ever went multi-platform because microsoft didn't own the ip at the time it was just a publishing deal so they mm-hmm. uh they developed uh, a gears of war 3 that'll run on playstation in case they took that ip multi-platform besides microsoft locked it uh, before microsoft locked it down so i'm sure it's in development for playstation but um if 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 it goes the way I think, they'll just set that to the side now. Well, having that yeah. focus on just that one system will probably help, you know, not only speed up development and you know, and j- it just will. I think, you know, I mean, I, I like I said, I don't know if I'm, I'm sure most of these games are developed primarily on PC with, mm-hmm. you know, and then moved over or however. I, I, that's what I'm guessing. I have no no clue. Yeah, yeah so, no, you're right. Yeah. Asa, <laughs> damn it. What? What's up, Asa? What's up, Kev? A uh, bunch of a uh, bunch of regulars. Asa says he's increased his resolution to see if I'm dribbling. <laughs> no, I'm not dribbling. I'm functioning just fine. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I to your point, Benji. I mean, I I think I'm I'm more of the you know, let's see what he what happens. You know, markets change all the time. I'm sure you know, and and, and I would guess you know, we kind of talked about this last week that most of these games are going to be exclusive to Xbox. I have no problem with that because I'm sunk into the you know GPU for five years now, so I'm I'm good. Yeah, you know, it doesn't bother me one bit. Um, but I can I, I can also see different versions where games could potentially come to it. But at the same time, if I was betting, yeah, I'm kind of on the same wavelength that that would probably be 
you know, but like I said last week, also Phil is a far better businessman than any of us. <laughs> so, he, you know, he's going to make, you know, and, and it could be all PR speak. It could be, you know, just him being cautious. I have no clue. All I know is I'm going to be playing Starfield and I'm going to mm-hmm. be playing, you know, Skyrim. Well, and, and again, right, this is the best argument for just owning all the systems. I mean, yep. you don't have to worry about it. I don't care where it launches. I'm going to play the best version. My, my thing is, is if Game Pass was on PlayStation, you can bet your butt that these games would 100% be on PlayStation. <laughs> but the fact yeah. Game Pass isn't, uh, uh, the you know, the thing is, is like Microsoft almost is going to be forced to play the exclusivity game because PlayStation is out there locking down a lot of third party exclusives. Third parties. We have right. some announced and there are some big ones that are still unannounced, you know, and, and we've already gotten games like Final Fantasy 16 is announced. It's almost one of those things that Microsoft, in my opinion, will be handicapping themselves if they don't lock some of these down because Sony's not playing the same game as them. And, uh, and Sony is going to be locking down literally everything they can. Like if from what I've heard, and I'm not a super insider, but from some of the people I've talked about there, they're going around everywhere trying to lock stuff down. So uh, I, I feel like Microsoft is strong play. They, especially now that, you know, like we talked about, they don't have Halo at launch. They're going to need some exclusive games hitting in that first year or two. And if Starfield really is 2021, I think they're going to need it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a very fair point. Um, especially, I mean, you know, we talk about industry kind of shaking games. Um, at some point here in the next couple of years, we're going to see Grand Theft Auto 6. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be one of those games that does that. Um, so it, mm-hmm. it will be very interesting to see. Um, we do have a comment, $10 super chat from <laughs> $10 super chat from case by case basis. So what's up, man? Um, he said, do you think Sony knew about this Xbox deal? And that's why they tried pinning down Starfield's exclusivity. The moment Microsoft bought Bethesda, Starfield was immediately mentioned. So I think what he's asking here is, did they know about this deal obviously a long time ago? Because this deal stretched back at least two years from what we know now, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Did they know about it ahead of time? And that's why they tried to lock down the timed exclusivity with Starfield that was brought up this week, uh, like they did with Deathloop and uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, right? So it's a good question. I don't know. It's pure speculation, really. Um, one thing I can say about this is, uh, uh, I can't go super into detail, but it was a known thing behind the scenes that Bethesda was up for sale. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that they, I don't think that they necessarily knew that Microsoft locked it down. You know, I I think that part probably very few people knew considering it didn't leak at all. Like there was zero leaks that it was until they announced it, that it was a done deal. So my that this part is pure speculation, but I'm speculating they had no idea that Microsoft actually had it locked down. But what I can say is Sony definitely knew that Bethesda was being shopped for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think uh, I, I was joking with someone. Uh, I think it was Bomber actually uh, joking yesterday that, you know, we, we hear all this speculation about uh, acquisitions, right? And now there's mm-hmm. a bunch of bungee rumor going around now. Um, and I said, you know, what's funny about all these, these speculations is none of these speculations have come true that we've heard over the past year plus. Mm-hmm. The only one that actually happened was the one that nobody heard about. Yeah. With Bethesda. You know what I mean? So just yeah. take everything with a grain of salt as you see people talking mm-hmm. about these things. For sure. <laughs> um, damn it. There was one other thing I was just going to say too, and I forget. Oh, uh, cool kill said, um, is Starfield going to be like the mass effect style of play? And, we don't really know yet. They haven't shown it fully, Cool Kill, but what we do know, um, 
speculation is it's Todd Halbert's team, right? So you've got your Skyrim and your Fallout team or Elder Scrolls and Fallout team. So the speculation is it's going to be a, um, either third or first person RPG in that vein, open world RPG in the sci-fi universe. Um, mm-hmm. That's really all we know. Uh, mm-hmm. Benji, I don't know if you've heard anything else. No, I, I've seen the the quote, quote, leaked screenshots that <laughs> yes. people are claiming are real. I have no idea if that's real or not. The The claim is that those are two years old, so the game could yes. look a lot different now, right? If, if that is legit, I mean, two years, a game can change a lot in two years. So, um, But like you said, the only things we know for sure is it's an RPG. It's going to be set in some sort of sci-fi space setting. Um but yeah, we don't know a ton more than that. I, I'm guessing we'll probably see it, you know, not too far from now. I, I saw that interview that Todd did, you know, with Phil and, and Major Nelson. And yes. he was talking about how he likes to wait as long as possible to show a game. So uh, if this really is 2021, I don't think it's shocking that we haven't seen it yet because Todd himself said, he, you know, he wants to wait until as close to launch as possible. But Truth is, we don't know if it's going to play like Mass Effect or, or, or what the play style is going to be like. No, we don't. Um, I, I I didn't hear. So I was just about to say that those Starfield screenshots, if they're real, mm-hmm. um, they were obviously very uh, almost environmental screenshots, mm-hmm. right? Definitely an artist's perspective. So when you just said I hadn't heard that they were two years old, that that's makes a lot more sense. Yeah. When that's I saw different. them, I'm like, oh, they could be, but that's certainly nothing even close to what would be called a game. Yeah, right, the, the, the person that leaked them, one thing they followed up with was saying that supposedly, again, this is assuming this is real. They said it was two year old, so the game could look completely different nowadays. Yeah. That's that's quite a ways back. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, another super chat. Uh, it's a new viewer, I think. So welcome, man. Seligram with all the acquisitions. Yeah, Seligram. He, he he's one of my... Uh, Oh, yeah. Welcome to the podcast, man. So, with all the acquisitions going on, what are the odds of cross-platform play ever being a thing in the future? So, um, you guys can happily talk about this. I think cross-platform play is, it's slowly coming, right? We're starting to see it out of the bigger publishers and those studios like Epic Games that have the foundation and server infrastructure to support it. Um, in fact, Rocket League, with their free-to-play update mm-hmm. from last week or a week and a half ago, is now full cross-play across all platforms. Um, excuse me. Uh, Master Chief Collection is going cross-play between Xbox One and PC soon. Obviously, again, that's internal to Microsoft. I, I would assume what Seligram's asking, right, is full cross-platform play from PlayStation and Xbox is the one everyone wants. Mm-hmm. We did see that in Call of Duty, mm-hmm. um, Modern Warfare, but again... <laughs> the money that they have yeah. and their infrastructure is very different from just uh, smaller games or even double A games being on each platform. So I think it will come, but it's it's still going to be some time before we see that out of most games, is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Over to you guys. Yeah, I think a lot of them are doing. I mean, they're, 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 they're kind of slowly going towards it, right? Like uh, Rainbow Six Siege will be cross platform here next year, yep. according to Ubisoft. Um, uh, again, though, another big publisher mm-hmm. who has the resources right. to do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but but it's a lot of games like Squadrons, you know, they launched with cross-platform support. You know, it's it's that's once like FIFA and Madden yeah. start coming to these, you know, get, get, get that cross-platform, then you're going to start seeing, you know, a lot more of people, you know, because I've always, you know, said that it's people that buy their systems usually 
it's, it's going to be based on a few things. It's going to be price. It's going to be, you know, where their friends are at, you know, where you've been for however long, you know, there's a lot of things that go to, towards that. The so ecosystem one, it's known as. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> skipping over that word, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, you know, once a, a guy that's been playing, you know, FIFA on PlayStation, say for forever. And, and then they see, okay, I can, I can actually play with my friends still through, you know, now that's an EA thing and they're, I don't know what's taking them so long. And now there's been rumors. I, I know I've seen about hopefully it going to a cross platform format. So once we get to that point, I think then you start getting these things merging together where it's not going to matter where you play, you know, it's not, it's going to be more about price. You know, it's like, Oh, I can just get this for 300 or 250 on sale or whatever, still be able to play with all my friends that are playing on PlayStation. You know, once those big games at call of duty is one of them, you know, and that one's there, you know, so it's, it's, that's a huge, huge thing for the thing next generation. So uh, I don't know, man, I like, as far as I, what I don't want to see is like a complete consolidation of the, the industry where, you know, it's just like, these games are here, these games are here and that's it. You know, it, you're not going to see it with like these bigger games, obviously, but Bethesda would have step in that direction. Companies though. acquiring all of the publishers. Right. And just, yes. Yeah. Silent be called silo. Yeah, I, I don't want to see that. That's the one thing I, I I look at this whole thing and go, gosh, I'm Microsoft could literally go out and buy anything they want right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, Pocket sometimes change. it doesn't make sense, you know, for them, you know, in the long run, but they absolutely could. And it would just kill the competition, I think. And that's that's why Microsoft is where they're at today is because they, you know, Sony pushed them all generation. And they made these moves to counteract that, and they've done an amazing job. So once you lose that competition, you kind of rest on your laurels, like these penis dudes at Sony that just decided, meh, we're good. We're just going to keep doing our thing. And then now they're realizing, oh, crap, you know, look where we're at now. You know, and we're not seeing anything. It's just it's it's a mess, man, on their side right now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right now it seems like cross platforms for like the ones that really can throw their weight around, <laughs> like yes. you said, like like the the Activisions with Call of Duty or like the you know Rocket Leagues, the ones with you know tens of millions of players. So I think it's one of those things that's going to be kind of a case by case basis and not like a uh, universal thing, at least for the near future. Hopefully, one day the vast majority of games are just going to be cross play you know i don't want to see yeah. full consolidation either but i do think it's nice if i have an xbox you know i can play with a playstation buddy um but right now at least it seems like it's only the really biggest yeah. multiplayer games that can kind of force them into that uh i'm sure behind the scenes they're they're making some comments like hey let my game be cross play <laughs> so uh I, my biggest hope is i hope overwatch 2 has it because i'm a giant overwatch fan and it drives me crazy that none of my overwatch stuff transfers like it drives me completely crazy like, which is yeah. weird because blizzard would be one of those yeah. companies that could easily do this well maybe yeah. not easily but you know what i mean they could do it yeah so i really hope overwatch 2 in particular implements this because that is one thing that bums me out is like because i play it on on playstation but i'd love to play it on pc and stuff sometimes too but none of my stuff transfers yeah. so it's just frustrating yeah gotcha Phasma. <laughs> 
She's starting, Dan. <laughs> Dan, Lego Star Wars game. Damn it. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. So I don't, I don't think I've seen him today, but for whatever reason, for like a, a, like a several week stretch, Benji, we had someone who would come in to our chat and ask us about Lego Star Wars <laughs> every single show, whether it was, it was nonstop and just constantly. So I told him, I said, uh, because I think what happened was he, I, we did a video at E3 last year on the behind the scenes back toward, you know, thing of it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh, these guys know what's going on. So then it was like every week. Like, yeah. like I don't have any news, man. I don't know. That's what they would burp. <laughs> yes. Yes. Z black. What's up, brother? Um, Z black says, damn, it was only a year ago. We were joking. Zenimax at four and a half billion was too much. Yeah. And we didn't really touch on that. Right. The actual cost of seven and a half billion because, mm -hmm. um, it's yeah. a lot of damn money, man. From, from what I've been told from people that are uh, very in the weeds on this, that uh, Microsoft definitely overpaid. Um, yeah. But that was an intentional thing. Like, I, I think Microsoft knew they were overpaying market value as well. It was one yes. of those things like to lock it down, you're just going to have to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does. From what I have heard from, from speaking to people that are strictly in the business side of things, they have said that it was over market valuation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw the same. Which isn't uncommon. Which isn't uncommon for an acquisition. A lot of times, you got to pay over, you know, the quote quote worth to to yeah. lock it in. Well, it's the same thing that was said about Mohong, right? I mean, when they mm -hmm. when they locked out Minecraft and that future development, is said, wow, is that really worth that much money? Um, I would argue several years later that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Minecraft is uh, it was a smart investment, and and when I think Elder Scrolls Six hits. And Fallout 5 and the new Doom and mm -hmm. all these other games that we know are going to be developed now. And when they sell tens and tens and tens of millions of copies <laughs> and Game Pass has 40 million subscribers, the seven and a half billion won't be a conversation anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, lastly, one more super chat to get to case by case basis. Thank you again, man. Um, not sure who you are, but I really appreciate the super chats. <laughs> Uh, one game no one is talking about um, that'll blindside everyone is Initiative's Perfect Dark, Big Bullet in the Chamber from Microsoft. Um, so definitely hope you stop by more often case by case because we actually have talked about that quite a bit here on BitCast, um, including uh, even Jeff Grubb mentioning a couple weeks ago on one of the kind of funny Twitch streams that it is Perfect Dark, um, that it's the game they're working on. And, uh, you know, we've talked at length here about what we think that game can be. And, and we absolutely agree that this can be a very, very impactful game for Xbox, um, especially considering the, the, the want that's out there for Splinter Cell that Ubisoft just seemingly refuses to make. Um, so if, if they do this game right, big budget, third party, stealth, you know, gadgets, all that stuff, good story, this, this can be a monster of, a new, mm -hmm. of an IP return. Um, I would argue, you know, di very different situations, but IP return, I mean, like we saw with God of War for uh, PlayStation. I don't think anyone foresaw God of War having that level of impact when it came back, but it did. Mm -hmm. It's too good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm, I mean, I'm, like I said, if we, if we, we talked about it, like, you know, if it came back as, you know, a completely revamped IP, I mean, I'm down, man. It's gonna it, be. Man. I mean, it's gonna be brand new. We've talked about it, right? The the other game, yeah. no one rem no one remembers the 360 game. Oh, that game just lost it's in history. <laughs> and the original is 25 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just you know. 
God, yeah, that... perfect. Perfect Dark's one of those IP I have like zero attachment to. I've I've actually never played a Perfect Dark game. <laughs> I know that's blasphemy to some people, but you're not missing um, anything, especially nowadays. Yeah, so that's one yeah. of those that that um, for me personally, I don't feel hyped for, except for the talent that's behind it that Initiative's been hiring for. So I, I think that's one like like you just mentioned. I think that's one reason you're not necessarily seeing people go crazy over it is. Like you said, hardly anyone remembers the 360 game. The original was very long ago. So I yeah. agree, though, it, it very well could surprise people when we see it because it's probably going to look nothing like what Perfect Dark yeah. used to. It's it's going to be kind of like a full-on reboot. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, I've said before, too, that Joanna Dark as a character can be a really big kind of icon if they do mm -hmm. it right, you know, mm -hmm. just like Aloy has grown into for PlayStation. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely see similarities there. So, man, thank you guys for the super chats today. Um, so, sorry, Dan, I looked over at the notes and I'm like, that bullet wasn't there a minute ago. What no, did I you just add? threw it on there because it just broke. Oh, quick, hot, quick pers hit. hot Pursuit Remastered will be announced on Monday. Okay, we've heard rumors mm. of that, right? So, right, yeah. Eurogamer saying officially it's going to be announced Monday. And I know Hot Pursuit is one of the Need for Speeds that is beloved by, mm -hmm. by that fan base. Pretty cool. My favorite one. Was okay, it? So. Yep. Okay. I'm cool. ready for it, man. Another freaking remaster <laughs> or whatever. Breaking news for. live on Vitcast. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Be, one more thing uh, from a news perspective to touch on. And um, Benji, I definitely want to get your feel on this one because it was kind of funny with the um, Super Smash Brothers, you know, reveal event. They had the new character and everything with Super Smash Brothers in the event, right? And Sakurai comes on and that fan base is massive. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was kind of interesting. I know people hoping for all sorts of different characters. And what we got was Steve mm -hmm. <laughs> um, from Minecraft, which I think there's two camps on. The one camp is if you're a dedicated Smash Brothers Nintendo guy, you're always seemingly happy. So we'll leave that aside. But I think the, the one camp was out of all the characters that could have been added to Smash Brothers, you chose Minecraft characters, which in reality don't have a personality. Right mm -hmm. there, there's no kind of hardcore people out of there that look at Steve as a or Alex or the uh, Enderman, you know, and what was it, the zombie? I think as hardcore characters. But on the flip side of that, it's Minecraft. It's a game that is played by a hundred. What is it? Twenty six million people a month. One of the best selling games of all time, known globally as one of the biggest IPs in gaming. Um, and so combining that with a game that already has a massive user base like Smash Brothers is an obvious big thing, right? Mm -hmm. So doesn't matter to me. I don't play the game. Um, and I haven't really talked to too many people about this. But what are your thoughts from like, again, I keep saying market perspective. Sorry mm -hmm. about that. But no, what no, are your personal sense, thoughts yeah. on, uh, on this when you saw it? Yeah, so strictly in terms of a business decision, it was probably the best move they've ever made with a DLC character. It has more views than any DLC character Smash has ever had already. And it nice. only was announced like two days ago. <laughs> and 600,000 people were watching the stream today on it. So it's one of those things that Minecraft uh, is way bigger than the gaming bubble. Like way bigger. Minecraft's one of those games that even if you aren't a gamer you know what Minecraft is. I could go up to my dad and be he who plays zero games and he would he would know the word Minecraft. He might not know exactly what it is, but he knows, oh yeah, Minecraft, that's the game all the kids are playing, right? So I 
totally get why hardcore Nintendo fans, some of them are very upset. And, and I get it because if you look through Nintendo's like, you know, massive library of games, there's just so many characters you can pull from. So if you're like a beloved Nintendo fan, I get why there is some people that are upset at this choice. But in terms of, like you said, like the marketing and the business side, I mean, it makes sense because we're already seeing gigantic numbers for this reveal so so clearly it's hit outside of even as big as the smash bubble is i think it's hit, hitting even outside of that so um it, it was a very smart business move um but i get why there are some people that are like dude what where's my you know <laughs> xenoblade 2 characters or, or all the other ip that nintendo has yeah yeah, I mean, the ones that nobody really knows except for like... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That, that's exactly why Nintendo went this route because, yeah. like you said, no, these Minecraft characters don't really have personality, but people know what a Creeper is. People know what an right. Enderman is. Like, it's just one of those things that's instantly recognizable. Yeah. So, Yeah, you don't, you don't need like Stan from, you know, a game that was released <laughs> 17 years ago. It's like, oh, well, yeah, I've been wanting him since, you know... <laughs> No, I mean, this is awesome. Um, I haven't played Smash forever. Obviously, there's a humongous diehard community for it. Mm -hmm. And like you guys said, this is a great addition just for the recognition on it alone. Mm -hmm. um, I will never play it, probably. You know, I played Same. it when it came out. I played quite <laughs> a bit of it, but then I just stopped. And I haven't played any of the DLC characters, to be honest with you. But mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell you who they are except for this one. That's how <laughs> And Joe. Get it together. I banjo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah, know. You know, so so it's 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 fantastic. It's a great. You know, it's nice to see these two companies kind of working together too again. And you know, it's it's going to be huge, man. Everybody yeah. loves it. That there deal. does Steam. there does seem to be an interesting kind of open relationship with Nintendo and Xbox now. Mm -hmm. um, yep. It is kind of interesting to watch, and I. My perspective, and this is again just a thought, but my perspective would is that it feels like Xbox knows they can be successful on that platform with certain games, Cuphead, mm. Ori. Um, you know, we've seen Minecraft's another one, of course, that's successful everywhere. But um, you know, it's it's generating revenue in in various ways there, but they don't feel like a direct competitor. Mm -hmm. That would be my perspective. Would you agree on that? Is it's it's like Xbox doesn't have to worry about Switch being a someone's not buying a Switch and then saying I have a Switch, I don't need an Xbox or, or yes. Game Pass or anything else, right? It's an indirect competitor, and therefore, why not financially benefit from that platform? Yeah, I think you're spot on. It, it's one of those things that I think Microsoft looks at them and and Nintendo. Even in a joking way, everyone says Nintendo's going to Nintendo. They like completely <laughs> do their own thing. They we, like, we've tried to figure it out for years. We've yeah. been unsuccessful. Yeah, Nintendo's <laughs> like their own bubble in the gaming yeah. space that's like not really like anyone else. So I feel yeah. like Microsoft is just like, hey, they're not a threat to us in terms of like Nintendo's giant. But like you said, I don't think someone buys a Switch and is like, I'm never buying an Xbox now specifically because I have a Switch. Whereas with PlayStation, there is a lot more parallels between the systems. Yeah. As much as they are, you know, starting to diverge, they still do have a lot of parallels as well. And I also think behind the scenes, this is an insider info. I have no idea. But just the vibe I get is that they just get along better behind the yeah. scenes. Nintendo, it does feel like there's a relationship yeah, there. 
Yeah, it just feels like they they get along good. I know Phil's even said like he's had meetings with uh, you know top Nintendo executives about Minecraft and stuff because they're they see themselves as a third party on that specific platform with that. So I yeah. just think they have more of a relationship than on the Sony side. I think Sony particularly sees Microsoft fiercely as a competitor. I think more so even than Microsoft views Sony. I think Sony yeah. really, really views Microsoft as a competitor. So I just think the relationship's a lot better with Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. Seligram said, uh, thank you again, Seligram, for the Super Chats. I appreciate it, brother. Um, he said, should we worry the next Celtic character's a Fortnite character? That's a great question. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, hey. You know, probably before yesterday or Thursday, whenever it was, I probably would have said that that doesn't seem likely. Now that we've seen Minecraft, you never know, man. Fortnite is everywhere. That is a great question. I would have never <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> but, but now I'm like, hmm, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, Epic would do it. I mean, they do it oh, in yeah. a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. So that's funny. Um, I know some people uh, I see were like hoping for Master Chief because of that Xbox Ooh. relationship to see Master Chief in Smash Brothers. And I was saying if I didn't buy it for Banjo, I was close. I almost bought it one day. I was like, mm. but if they had Master Chief and Banjo, I'd have to buy it. I, I, I think there's a law somewhere that would say I'd have to buy it. at that. Point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, before we just covered new releases, uh, we are going to hit grinding our gears this week, though, Dan, I didn't. You know, I did have something earlier in the week I was thinking about, but Benji, we do a segment on here where we added, which is we're, we're a pretty friendly, open podcast. We don't rant about things too much, but we added a section where if there's something that's come up in the week that's really driven you crazy for whatever reason, uh, this is your kind of let it out section. So, yeah. So if there's anything that uh, is top of mind and, and, you know, annoying you in some facet, feel free to go for it. Dan, you're on mute. So, um I'm on mute because my son kept slamming his door. <laughs> Whatever it is, go for it. Don't even care if it's gaming related. <laughs> do you, Get do it you out, have, man. This is your doesn't have to be gaming. Do you have to have something, Dan? Oh, I'll let Benji go. You know, he's our guest. For, 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 for me with the grinding the gears, uh, yeah. the thing I've been feeling heavily lately, and I know other people with, with decent-sized social media followings right now is – my God, the console war heat right now is just <laughs> unreal. I mean, it is unbelievable how much the console war fires are stirred up right now. It is ridiculous. Like, and I get it. We're really close to a next gen launch. This Bethesda thing really triggered a lot of people. I was stoking the fire. <laughs> yeah, that triggered a lot of people. So, it's hit the point where lately I'm a pretty laid back guy, but it's like every single post yeah. I make is just console wars. And it's like, it's exhausting. I've started <laughs> to have to mute some of my own tweets so I don't get alerts on some of the console <laughs> wars. So the, the grinding my gears lately is specifically that. I don't mind people that are like really big fans of one platform. That doesn't bother me at all, right? If you just really love PlayStation or you really love Xbox or Nintendo. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. It's the people that are just like, Xbox is trash. PlayStation <laughs> is terrible. It's like, 
it has become overwhelming like the last couple weeks. So if I could say anything, I am ready for these consoles to come out. So hopefully things chill out even a little bit. <laughs> it's funny because we, we've had on our show. So last week we had Mr. Badbit, who is uh, host of the Trophy Room podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic show, guest, super yeah. nice guy. Yeah, Talks about is. PlayStation nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but does that in the way it should be done, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, we've had uh, Insipid Ghost on here multiple times. Luke Lore, who does the Xbox Expansion Pass podcast. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Talks about Xbox all the time, but does so how it should be done. There's nothing wrong with loving a platform. Mm-hmm. But for God's sakes, man, I'm with you. These guys, it's just out of control. Yeah. And, and these, are, like, these are grown men in theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's and there's always you know a bit of the console wars floating out around right like always yeah. but man it seems like the last couple weeks really ever since the bethesda thing it's, it's since bethesda and the pre-order started it's been just chaos <laughs> uh dan what you got did you come come with something this week not really i'm just you know i, I was gonna say this. just gonna think out loud for a couple minutes yeah first of all <laughs> First of all, I just got a text from my wife. We're going to a wedding today, which I'd rather be punched in the face. And it says, will you bring a serving spoon with the meat like a bachelor? I don't know what that means. I don't know if she went text to speech. Um, first of all, it's pulled pork. So you're going to need a tongs. The that serving spoon isn't going to work. Second of all, I had to basically make 25 pounds of pulled pork yesterday oh my for this wedding for my in-laws that I don't particularly like. Um, they're very, very uh, selfish people. I don't think they really understand like how this whole thing works. Like if you offer to do something for them, you don't get to choose how that person does something. My poor sister-in-law has to take pictures. They sent her a list, a humongous list of pictures that they want taken. She's doing this for free, mind you. She was just going to take some pictures. She's got stuff on there like groom nervously ties his tie at the <laughs> altar, what? right? Or like what? people, you know, guests coming into the event and shit like that. And when I saw that kind of stuff, I about lost my stuff. Now I have to get ready to go here in about 10 minutes and <laughs> get the food warmed up because it's, it's outside. It's going to be like 40 degrees. It you know, cool, they have yeah. no heaters in this open air barn or whatever it is that this thing's going to be at. The ceremony is going to be literally five minutes because mm-hmm. they're doing their nuptials away from everybody, mm-hmm. like separately, like not even like social distancing. It's like completely separate. Event. <laughs> All right. I don't know what's going on here. I know <laughs> my mother-in-law has done a whole bunch of stuff for it. And these people are so like they're the nicest people but they are so clueless on just like social graces. Like you just don't understand, you you stop being so dumb, you know? <laughs> understand that these people are doing this out of the kindness of their heart for free. <laughs> and, and, and yet here you are just making this list of basically demands, all right? <laughs> I've got this pork, it's not there yet. <laughs> I don't have to go, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's this, this is the kind of stuff that just, it grinds my gears. I'm just going to be honest with you. You nailed it. And I'm, I nailed it. Yep. And I'm also, here's, here's a funny little antidote to that story. We did like a Christmas. We, we, every Christmas, we just pick somebody's name out of the hat, right? We do 50 bucks. You know, these people that are getting married got my son like a 
$10 Longhorn Steakhouse gift card, right? And then I got this hat, which I wish I had it on me right now. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. It would cost about five bucks at Kohl's. All right. It's literally an inside joke now, but with everybody in her family, aside from them. So I'm thinking about wearing it to the wedding, you know, because when I got the thing, like we open up the gifts, you, you, you ever get like something you're just like, oh, this is so nice. And you got to put on this huge fake smile. <laughs> it's a hundred percent wool uh, and a hundred percent polyester and a hundred percent whatever. It's the most uncomfortable, scratchy, goddamn thing I've ever put on my goddamn head. It's been like, sitting <laughs> on my nightstand for, I don't know how long. So I, I told my wife, I said, this is what we do. We take every one of those pictures that your sister has to take and we plant the hat in the back of, you know, like in like a bush or something where it shows up or we Photoshop it in every single picture that we send them. And then we're good. I'm wearing it as soon as I walk in. I'm going to carry this pork, <laughs> like this 25 pounds of pork. I'm going to walk in with this hat on and a, like a nice shirt. I'm also wearing jeans because that's about how fancy this place is. It's a barn for God's sakes. Anyway, that's it to get that off my chest. Go gaming. Do you feel better? Yep. Feel good. Okay. All right. Uh, By the way, um, where were we? Cool Kill says Pool Park is fire. Yes, we are both in Kansas City, and uh, I got a new smoker recently. Dan is going to need to teach me how to use it properly. Um, But, yes, it's all about barbecue here in Kansas City. Yeah, I get get way more excited for it. Midwest like me. Oh, yeah. Where you at? I uh, keep that under wraps. Oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk offline. That's fine. <laughs> All right, really quick shout out. D-E. Look at that. You just won the second month. Of I was just going to tell you to do the second month. So awesome. D-E, congrats, uh, man. Yep. Um, if you didn't catch us earlier, D-E, just DM me, Porsche Power, on Twitter, and I'll get you that code um, th- later today. Okay, man, congrats. Boom. All right. Um, real quick on the grinding our gears, and then we'll just cover new releases. Um, grinding gears. I'm just going to call out all access pre-ordering. I'm going to do bomber. Uh, uh, oh, that's nice, man. Because all access mm-hmm. was a very good program in theory, right? Mm-hmm. Two years, twenty five dollars or thirty five dollars a month to get your Series X or S. When pre-orders happened, they didn't separate all access from normal pre-orders. So all hell broke loose, as we all know, with pre-orders. But people like bomber, one of our um, regulars here, part of the SG community, he not only uh, got confirmation that the whole credit check went through to get this application filed, but still to this day, to this moment, he doesn't have a console lockdown. And they're supposed to be following up with these people to give them another opportunity to get a console. He still hasn't got an email, still doesn't know what's happening. Um, You know, had this bounce against his credit. It's just a disaster. Mm. And it's like, it, it shouldn't have been that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, if you got through, as soon as you got through the all access credit, it, the console should have been reserved automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just doesn't make any damn sense. So, um, anyone else who is feeling the burn from this all access or got burned by this, please reach out to me. Um, cause it's something we need to keep talking about until they make it right. Yeah. So, I heard a lot of people had issues with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because all it was, was the normal pre-orders. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a purchasing option. Mm-hmm. And so you, you imagine, oh, God, we all know how the pre-orders went. Like we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier, it was a mess. Mm-hmm. So, just a mess. Anyway, uh, new releases we'll cover real quick. So we've got Crash Bandicoot 4 uh, that came out getting brave reviews, which is mm-hmm. awesome to see. Um, and Star Wars Squadrons, which I know, Dan, you uh, said you're really, really loving so far. Um, and then while you were on, Benji, I... I was not paying attention to it at all, but we have Genshin Impact, which mm. apparently has blown up, right? Yeah. Um, 
So uh, kind of an interesting thing, but um, I'd like to hear your comment, Benji, on Genshin Impact so the audience kind of knows a little more about it. But also, mm -hmm. you know, what you're currently playing, what you're currently getting into. Yeah. Yeah. So Genshin Impact. Wow. This is the biggest global launch ever for a Chinese game. So, wow. Awesome. I mean, crazy performance. It had just in pre-registrations over 21 million people pre-registered for this game. That's insane. Now that's it is free to play, of course. So that's going to boost those numbers. That's not 21 million sales, but that's right. just so crazy that they got that much interest in it. Um, it. It's doing really big in the in the West, outside of China. Even outside of China, it had over five million pre registrations, and wow. and there's going to be more than that of people that are, you know are actually playing it. So I saw Game Informer just gave it, I think, a nine point two five out of ten. Yeah, mm. it's like yeah, it's I, I've been playing it. It's really good for a free to play <laughs> game, like shockingly so. What, what type uh, of game is it exactly? I haven't looked at it at all. It's basically like what it reminds me of, at least, is if you took like a, a JRPG, like a Tales of game or something okay. like that, and you put it in a Breath of the Wild type world. Um, oh, yeah, it's a giant open world game. It's action based combat, hack like kind of almost hack and slashy, but you can switch between characters on the fly and they have different powers and abilities. It does not feel like a free to play game at all. It feels like you're playing a full on game. It's uh, it's pretty impressive, to be honest yeah. with you. Now, you'd have to be into that type of game. I would say if you're someone that doesn't like JRPGs at all, you probably wouldn't like it. Um, but if you like that type of game, the Tales of or, or Nino Kuni or, or Final Fantasy, something like this, I think you could probably definitely get into it and it's free to download. Um, so, yeah, shout out to that game doing crazy numbers. So uh, what's, uh, where's their uh, revenue stream then? It, so since it's free to play, you can basically buy um, it, it's like a gotcha game the same way a lot of uh, Asian developed games are. You, you draw random roles of characters and stuff because, like I said, you can use different characters and switch yeah. on them. Um, and the way you get those characters is through character pulls. It's just like a random basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a lotto machine. Yeah. And it's going to give you characters. What's what's interesting, though, is you can play this game a lot and never touch that ever. I mean, there's people I, I've been seeing that I've never, I haven't spent a single cent on this game. And I know people that have played like already 20 plus hours and they haven't bought a single thing. So yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, if you want to pour money into it, you absolutely can. It basically gates you off on certain um, areas, like unless you have like really good characters or levels or something like that um, for like the end game. But yeah, you can play this game for a ton and, and never spend money on it, but that's where they'll get their money. They're going to get their money through character pull, sure. which which gives you items and stuff too. It's like a, basically think of it as a loot box. A loot box and, yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. And the best thing in the loot box is a new character, but you'll also get weapons and armor and things okay. like this. Yeah. So that's where the revenue comes from. Interesting, man. Mm -hmm. That's uh, nice. yeah, that's yeah, it's a big surprise. Cool. It's a big surprise for sure. <laughs> So you said you've been playing that. What you what else you've been up to? Uh, I've been playing Yakuza Zero on. Oh, Xbox. now you're in yeah. dance camp. Big yeah. Yakuza. So so I'm talking I, about baby. So I played Zero for a bit on the PS4 back when it very first came out. I played I can't remember maybe like ten or fifteen hours of it, and I was digging the vibe, but I did not really like the gameplay. It just okay. wasn't quite clicking with me. Um, 
but I wanted to give it another shot because I see so many people love it. And I do remember like I really liked the vibe of it. So I re-downloaded that Kwame 1 and 2 on Game Pass. Um, and I'll tell you what, it's really clicking right now. <laughs> I'm playing Yakuza 0 right now and I'm loving it. It's so silly and over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, has a great story, right? I feel like people really you know, talk about how crazy the game is because it is, it's completely crazy. Um, But the core story is actually really good too. So uh, I'll still say I don't exactly love the gameplay. I don't think it's terrible. It's just not one of those things where I'm like, man, this play is so good. Um, But I I think the story and the characters and and stuff really carry it. So I'm enjoying it. It's, I've basically been playing that Genshin Impact and Overwatch. I mean, I play Overwatch okay. almost every single day. <laughs> yeah, I saw you had Overwatch in your four top tens that everyone has been posting. I was like, I, oh, I didn't expect that. But yeah, I literally play Overwatch since beta almost every day of my life. <laughs> I'm a freak when it goes and I watch Overwatch League. I'm an Overwatch fanatic. That's awesome, though. Yeah, it's great. Uh, do you have the uh, I don't know if you're into this kind of stuff. Do you do collector's editions or collectibles or anything like that? So I used to do a lot of collector's editions, but I've backed off of it a lot uh, in the last couple of years. I used to like crazy. I worked for GameStop for a really long time. I worked in management at GameStop. So when I was there, I mean, I was pre-ordering every single collector's edition I could get my hands on. Um, Nowadays, I'm more selective with it. I'll still do, you know, collector's editions and figures and stuff. Like I got the Final Fantasy VII Remake collector's edition. So I'll still do it, but now I'm a little bit more selective uh, on which games I do it on. I only ask because I'm pretty sure I have the Overwatch Collector's Edition with the uh, Soldier 76 statue and that Ooh, really nice artwork nice. sitting around. And I literally have it set aside to sell. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah if, you, if you, you get tons, right? You get tons I, of statues and stuff, right? Endless amounts of stuff. So, yeah, yeah I, mean, I see if, you posting if, about it a bunch. Yeah, if that's something you want, man, I'll just give it to you. That'd be. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk offline. I'll hook you up. Um, Seligrins, dude, I appreciate the super chats. Truly, I really do. But you didn't have to have a super chat to, to play a game with you, man. I appreciate the, the, the five bucks. But I will, I will hit you up for sure, man. I, I need to get up there because yeah, it has co-op once you get high enough level. That's awesome. Nice. That's mm. awesome. So thank you again, Seligrim. Really appreciate it, man. Dan Squadrons, tell yeah, us about man. it. It's awesome. This is like people have to understand. Like my love for star wars is about equal to my love for gaming so when these two kind of things come together and then you're you're adding in the fact that it's uh, a flight game which back in with the you know x-wing versus tie fighter just x-wing uh x-wing alliance back in the day on the pc those were my games i loved them so i've been waiting and battle you know you got battlefront but it was never up to that standard where it was more simulation and this one is, I mean, I'm just, I played a few online matches. I played some of the tutorials. I played maybe four or five uh, missions and it is money. I mean, I, I'm even playing on not easy mode. I'm playing on normal mode. It's crazy. Whoa, that's, how, that's how good. Yeah. That's how good this game is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's craziness. That's good, but, man. I'm, I'm glad it turned out well. Cause we've joked for a while. I was in the alpha for, and it didn't play well in the mm. alpha. So obviously whatever they released to us was a pretty old build. So that's good to hear. Yeah, I'm seeing a ton of people saying they're loving it. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's on VR. I got PlayStation VR and the flight stick and that takes a minute to get used to. But <laughs> once you do, I mean, it's like 
I'm I'm drifting like in space. I don't even know, I even know that was a thing. So I'm like flying <laughs> and it's a drift. I'm like coming around and I'm just like nailing like five or six different. Yeah, you know, it's so good. Once you get the, you know, I, I have a little bit of an issue with with a couple of things, but for the most part, it's fantastic. Man, so, that's good to hear. Looking yeah. forward to your looking forward to the review for sure. I will be doing the review hopefully awesome. next week sometime. That's because, awesome. Yeah. Besides that, I finished Mafia. I got the review out. Great game. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I read the review. I haven't finished it yet. I am playing it. Um, really enjoy it so far. I, yeah. I, I do like that it's really narrative-driven. Um, yep. I think there's something to be said for that versus just... I love open-world games. They're probably my favorite thing, but there's something to be said for just keeping a tight story as well. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a nice change of pace when you, 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 you've you got all these games that are you know take you hours on hours on end, and this one's just focused. And you, know, and you can. You can go out and explore a little bit you know, if you really, really wanted to. And they actually have a mode that's set up just for that. Yeah. But it's just, it's it's a nice kind of throwback to those, you know, linear games that have a good story. And they did an amazing job with the upgrades. So it looks awesome. Yeah, it is really well done. Really mm-hmm. well done. So, um, well, very cool, man. So, uh, yeah, I've just been playing Mafia. I haven't played a lot this week. I did start a new stream series. Uh, I'm replaying Prey, one of my favorite games Ooh. of the generation. So oh, good. There you go. So Benji, we're just eye to eye, man. <laughs> that yeah. game is so good. Yeah, yep. it's fantastic. Um, one of my favorite games of the generation. So mm-hmm. I figured we are looking for a game because when Demon Souls comes out, I'm starting a new stream that night, launch 19 mm. Souls streams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, what can I play for the next month or so? And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, go back and play Prey. So, um, yeah, definitely check that out. That's uh, that's fun to go back to. Rocket League, been playing a lot of Rocket League um that's always fun nothing new to report on that front but anyway man um been an absolute pleasure so i think we're gonna call out some things here so as dan said the mafia review is up on the site uh my latest kind of in-depth article is up on the site comparing uh the contrasting strategies a lot of what we talked about today between playstation and xbox um that's up on the site i would really appreciate you guys checking it out um we also have reviews coming for squadrons hades and um roller coaster tycoon of all things um nice. because that was just ported over to the switch um and so phasma is checking that out for us um we don't know who's locked down as a guest next week yet we are talking to john scar um from best buy canada he's going to be joining us soon uh archimedes going to be back on soon because he had that uh hiccup with messing up his ankle last week and couldn't join us so uh, we'll we'll figure out who's going to come on next week. But um, Benji, man, it's been it's been a blast. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Well, um, thank you guys. Thank you so much. I've, I've loved it. It's been a blast. So that's good to hear, man. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on in the future again. Of course, um, always always a pleasure chatting with you. So before we head out, uh, why don't you let people know where they can find you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can find me one of two places. Um, Twitter, I am just at Benji Sales. That's where I'm the most active. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me and talk to me. I'm really interactive on Twitter. I'm there, you know, more than I should be, to be honest. (laughs) I'm on Twitter all day long. So Twitter is the best way to get a hold of me. But also, I do have a YouTube channel as well, which is just Benji Sales on YouTube. Um, Over there, I do a live stream once a week, sometimes twice a week if there is really big news. And it's, it's basically like a really interactive live chat where we break down the biggest news in the video game industry and uh, and sales and business. And it's a fully interactive stream. So it's just me and everyone in chat asking questions. And, and we break that all down. So you can either find me on YouTube or Twitter, just Benji Sales. Fantastic. Nice, man. 
Yeah. So thanks again for for coming out, man. It's been uh, it's been a joy. Dan, you've got uh, all kinds of stuff going on the rest of the day. I'm gonna go lay down and just that like watch like a movie or something. I'm so much rather that. That sounds way better than what I'm about to do. <laughs> I mean, it's gotten to the point where we're taking two vehicles. Actually. Know. Compared yeah. to what you have to do, the way you described it, my, my surgery doesn't even sound that bad. <laughs> so bad. I could keep going. I could literally have an entire two-hour show. <laughs> just my hatred and my just easy, despise. easy. I don't even know. That's not even the right word. Like, just, just, oh. <laughs> just be aware of what you're doing to other people. When you do anything, really, that's just yeah, a yeah. general that, that rule of life. Goes for anything. Have some self-awareness. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So, Jeez, but anyway, wait. chat. You've been awesome. I hope I haven't looked at my Twitter, obviously, but uh, the uh, de and what was it? Not Killer Kel. Um, he was just here. Cool kill. cool kill. Cool kill. We have a killer kill that drops by. You guys are yeah. going to mess me up here. Cool kill. Make sure you hit me up in the DM. We'll get you that month of Game Pass Ultimate. Thanks everyone for chat. You've been awesome. That was Bitcast one twenty five, and we will see you next Saturday. Peace.